7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. It's a helicopter. And it's coming this way. A helicopter? It's flying something behind it. I can't quite make it out. It's a large banner. And it says, uh... W-K-R-P. What a sight, ladies and gentlemen, what a sight. The copter seems to be circling the parking area now. I guess it's looking for a place to land. No, something just came out of the back of the helicopter. It's uh, a dark object. Uh, perhaps a skydiver plummeting to the earth from only 2,000 feet into the air. No parachutes yet. Those can't be skydivers. I can't tell just yet what they are, but... Oh, my God, they're talking! Oh, Johnny, can you get this? Oh, they're crashing to the earth right in front of my eyes! Oh, I just went to the windshield of a parked car! Oh, they're running around pushing each other? Oh, my goodness! Oh, the humanity! Oh, happy almost Thanksgiving, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide, not WKRP. And, of course, uh, we all love WKRP in these parts, especially that classic turkey drop episode. So uh, I thought I'd bust it out for the beginning of the program. And, of course, joining me, as always, on this pre-pre-Turkey Day special, uh, Joe Zantorza, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hey, they pardoned a turkey today, didn't they? Oh, yeah, I got audio for that. What? Yeah. So, and... Well, uh, and I of just want to huh? say this. Mm-hmm. I just want to say this. Uh, Scranton's own Pissy Miles made the Washington Post first page yesterday. Yeah. You remember, you remember Pissy Miles? Yeah, the drag queen. The drag queen that from Scranton. That's right. Um, she was on the front page of the uh, Washington Post yesterday. So now she's gone national. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it looked like a, I, I didn't get a chance to read the article, but yeah, I, I did see that. That's pretty cool. So congratulations, Scranton and Drag Queens. Um, and That's of course, right. uh, Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble, the Swamp. Happy almost Thanksgiving. Happy almost Thanksgiving. I'm sorry for interrupting earlier because I was just like, wait, there was a pardon today? Did Trump pardon himself? Because you said there was a turkey that was pardoned. Oh, see? 
See, there you go. Um, yeah, and, or maybe Paul Manafort in a in a turkey costume. Um, and for for Joe, Pissy Miles actually made the print edition. Yeah. Oh my god. So I don't know. I I kind of assumed you have the digital subscription to yes, Rainbow, but yes. yeah. Um, I'll send it to you. Well, there oh, you go. Great. If you'd like that. So yeah, she made the print edition. In uh, in honor of, of Thanksgiving, in hour two, uh, we are going to have our good friend Michelle Lagan from Mike Check Radio on to talk turkey a little, and uh, we're we're gonna we Rain and I always love talking about cooking. Joe likes to talk about eating, um, and uh, so <laughs> so I thought it it would be fun to uh, to you know uh, share some ideas, some last minute ideas for people. Uh, for making, I'll, I'll share some turkey tips. I'm actually going to be uh, uh, remotely helping Adam. Uh, and Adam, I sure hope you got your your turkey in the refrigerator thawing, uh, or else you're not going to be able to cook it until Friday or Saturday. Um, but yeah, uh, make sure you find out the thaw times first, first and foremost, everybody. But I don't want to get into it just yet. Uh, but yeah, Michelle Lagan will be joining us. I tried when I talked to Michelle earlier, I tested our phone line and it worked. And then I rebooted the computer and I got Rain and Joe on the call and I tried it again and it didn't work. So if people want to be part of the show and, and Rain and Joe, if you can just keep an eye out for me, um, uh, sure. let me know if you guys want to do reverse call in and talk, uh, talk about cooking or if you have questions about cooking you know um call in we're not you know i don't claim to be an expert but i know a lot about making turkeys and making them well so and um and yeah and we had a nice pre-thanksgiving uh celebration with uh kenny pick senior and uh susan's siblings came over and of course uh my awesome uh nephews and niece were here and uh we had a lot of fun and uh, Tennessee uh, was a, a terror. He just kept stealing food from everywhere. Oh, I like that cat more and more. <laughs> that we, our, our niece Kayla was like, Tennessee took a piece of ham. We're like, <laughs> Susan's like, where is he? Where is he? And I'm like, you're not getting back the ham now. <laughs> well, you'll get it back eventually. Oh, yeah. Uh, little Jeff will have it then. So, uh, <laughs> little Jeff. <laughs> But yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna do some uh, news roundup now, and we got some uh, stuff we'll talk about in hour three. But all of hour two is gonna be dedicated to you know we'll still do our name callings and stuff like that. But uh, you know we'll uh, um, you know just talk about Thanksgiving and cooking and stuff in hour two because I always really enjoy doing that. And uh, here we go. Uh, oh, and my dad was impressed because I made homemade chicken nuggets the other day. I'll tell everybody how to make those uh, when we uh, talk about cooking an hour or two, if I remember. But he was impressed, asked how to make them. Um, my uh, sis uh, sister-in-law's boyfriend was impressed, wanted to know how to make them. And so they're going to they're gonna apparently replicate my recipe. So really easy stuff to do. But anyway, um, uh, just don't contaminate your whole kitchen with raw chicken. That's the most important thing. But anyway, um, all right. So uh, I want to pick up where we left off because last week we this was really kind of breaking, and it was thanks to, um, you know, at least making it much bigger. 
Um, there was reporting from the Daily Beast uh, about Devin Nunes and his uh, connections to Ooh. yes, his uh, connections to Rudy Giuliani's, uh, uh, you know, Lev Parnas and uh, Igor or whatever. Um, yeah, Nunes was working with these crooks, these criminals who are under indictment right now, uh, who tried to flee the country with one-way tickets. Um, the, it, the reporting has come to light that, you know, well, Le, uh, Lev Parnas is going to flip on Nunes, Trump, and Giuliani. And it's awesome. And, and the big, it really kind of started getting traction last week during the impeachment hearing when Eric Swalwell had it introduced into the congressional record, which is a pretty damn big thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, here is, but here's a little bit, here's a, uh, I, I just kind of wanted to get a, a brief audio clip to, to get everybody up to speed on this. Uh, this is from Newsy Gage Jackson, basically has a one minute, re, you know, recap of this, this story. A lawyer for an indicted associate of Rudy Giuliani says his client is willing to testify to Congress that the top Republican on the House Intelligence Committee met with a former Ukrainian prosecutor with the intention of finding dirt on Joe Biden. Attorney Joseph Bondi told CNN that Lev Parnas says a former Ukrainian prosecutor personally told him that he had met with Representative Devin Nunes last year in Vienna. Parnas worked with Giuliani to promote claims of corruption in Ukraine. He was indicted last month on charges of making illegal campaign contributions in the U.S. According to his attorney, Parnas says that he began communicating with Nunes following the Vienna trip with the aim of putting the Republican in contact with Ukrainians who could help find damaging information about former Vice President Joe Biden and Democrats in Ukraine. The attorney suggested in a tweet that his client may already be negotiating with the House committee, although CNN reports that the committee declined to comment on the possibility. Nunes disputed Mm. CNN's report after it was published, telling far-right outlet Breitbart that the information was demonstrably false. All right. Oh, oh, and you know, uh, Breitbart bastion for truth telling over there. So you know, when you when you yeah. want to really set the record straight and don't want to, you know, make any pro-Trump propaganda, you definitely want to go to Breitbart. Oh yeah, that's where uh, they're fair and balanced. I understand, right? They're fairly unbalanced. Um, okay. So. <laughs> I no, know there's something like that. They're just a cesspool. Like two, two sticks on a three-stick stool. It is a Trump cult cesspool over at Breitbart. If anybody is ever brave enough to look at the the discuss the the comment sections over there, oh man, the the hive of scum and villainy doesn't even that this. You'll never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. I think if I just had like you know a million screams from hell in an audio form, that would be more appropriate for what the comment sections over at Breitbart look like. (laughs) Or you know, just like every just tortured souls shrieking from hell, (laughs) um, you know, as they're being (laughs) doused in tar and needles, you know that that's. Uh, that's it. Razor blades. Wow. So yeah, it's rough. <laughs> so, uh, but but yeah. So Nunes, oh, went to he, he went to Breitbart, set the record straight. Well, uh, Nunes, I don't know if any of you saw this, but Nunes went on to Fox News to oh god Maria Bartiromo, her show. I think I think it was her. 
uh, Nunez went on to her show and completely dodged the question about whether or not he went to Ukraine to, to have these meetings. Which I think is... And, and, oh my god. And when we get to what he's... What his response to all this reporting is, I mean, you guys, be, <laughs> you guys are going to be shocked. I mean it. Um, <clears throat> but actually, no. Let's just go ahead. Uh, let's play that clip first before we play everything else. But all the so the reporting going on. Uh, here is Nunez uh, on Sean Hannity the other night. Uh, fortunately, you'll only hear one minor grunt from Sean Hannity in the audio clip. So, uh, <laughs> saving you guys, saving you guys. Yeah. <laughs> But here, here's Nunez after the reporting that came through on CNN and uh, the Daily Beast. This is this is what he's going to do. But next week, uh, we are going to take them to court. Oh, uh, they will have an opportunity to come to court so that we can subpoena each other. We can get discovery. Huh? We can set people down for depositions. And I have a bet for you, Sean. CNN and the Daily Beast are going to run for cover. They're going to fight this. They're not going to show up in court. So, They're not going to well, accept service. They're going to uh, run so a fight. Look, it, it's, but at the end of the day, I'm going to track them down. Ooh. And I'm going to hold them accountable. Because this, is, uh -huh. this has just gone on for too long. And this is the only way we're going to be able to, to get retribution and, get in, retribution and be able to seek what? fairness and transparency in the media is by holding them accountable. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think oh. so. <laughs> My God, Devin, don't have a cow. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, you really enjoy doing that. <laughs> so, I do. Oh, I do. I do. That was a long extended uh, moo cow uh, impression. Yeah. I do enjoy it. I have no apologies. Uh, it's okay. Uh, and uh, I actually, well, here, I think I might have a, 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 well, that was a short little, wow, that was so short. Okay, that was lame. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll let Rain uh, continue with hers. I'll help you out with that. So Nunez is going to try and sue, you know, and he's tried this before and it hasn't worked. I mean, it, what the reporting of what Parnas and his lawyer are saying, how how can you sue somebody for that? The answer is you can't. It's a joke. I mean, you know, and um, listen to this. This is a panel, a John King on CNN with a panel. I love this. I love this the other day. Uh, but yeah, so in this, this has some of the audio of him going on to... Uh, uh, Fox and dodging the question about whether he attended the meetings. And, you know, it, it, this is a pretty awesome clip. News organizations, including CNN, after being accused of meeting last year with a former Ukrainian prosecutor to discuss getting dirt on Joe Biden. That accusation comes from Rudy Giuliani associate Lev Parnas. Parnas' lawyer telling CNN that he's willing to tell Congress what he knows about this meeting and that he has documentary evidence. Now Parnas is under indictment and there are questions about his credibility. That's one reason Democrats who are not fans of Nunes are choosing their words carefully when asked if there is a big ethics issue here. 
I don't want to comment on what the Ethics Committee should do, uh, particularly vis-a-vis -vis the ranking member of my committee. If that congressionally paid, taxpayer-paid trip to Europe was used to investigate the Bidens, that might sure. be an ethics issue. But, but unlike the president's situation, there is still too much we do not know. Um, so I, we, it needs to be looked into, but there's too much we do not know to make definitive conclusions on that. Congressman Nunes, you know especially if you watched the hearings last week, is a very loyal Trump defender with credibility issues of his own. He told Breitbart this allegation is demonstrably false. But when asked a direct yes or no question on Fox, he demonstrably dodged. Bottom line, were you in Vienna with Shokin? Yeah, so look, Maria, uh, I really want to answer all of these questions. Uh, sure. And I promise you I absolutely will come back on the show and answer these questions. But because there is criminal activity here, we're working with ah. the appropriate law enforcement agencies. But I think you can understand that I can't compete by trying to trying to debate this out with the public media right. when 90 percent of the media are totally corrupt. Uh, forgive me, but horseshit. Oh, wow. John King with the horseshit lines. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Was that really? Amen. That was really John King? That was John King. Yeah, here, here. I've got... Uh, oh, it, yeah, was, don't don't you was, think I didn't clip that out? Forgive me, but horseshit. Yeah, so... <laughs> I would say cow shit, but I appreciate that. Forgive me, horseshit. but horseshit. Yeah. Because it is horseshit. Yeah. First of all, there was a simple answer to her question. No. I was never with Shokin. I never well, met Shokin. If it was true. The simple answer would also have been honest, and um, it would be yes. Oh, yes, 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 I forgot. But, I mean, really, I mean, if, if the guy was innocent, if all this crap he's talking about suing people about was true, then he would have simply said No. Maria, I was never in Ukraine, and I never met with Shokin. Exactly. I, I don't know what what the legal ramifications are of denying the allegation. Most criminals do, with no legal liability. I I don't get why he thinks he's got standing to sue CNN or whoever. I've... First of all, they were just reporting what somebody else said. Yeah, that's is, exactly. I, they call yeah. it absent malice. Right? Uh, Absence of malice, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. So uh, I also he shared a picture of. To I, I hope he doesn't want to sue me for sharing his, his uh, douchey uh, high school picture uh, in the it's chat. 90% of the media is fake news. 90% so of the media is corrupt. What? I, that picture. That picture. Yeah. That's going to be our show art for tonight, everybody. So don't worry if you listen to the podcast. I just want to say this because, and 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 I stole this from our friend Mike, because Mike was like, "Do you, do you think he's wearing a dicky?" And I was like, "Yeah, the dicky's wearing a dicky." Yeah, it's like a condom with the top cut off. That's not that's not a turtleneck. That <coughs> is a dicky. Sure looks like it. But anyway, everybody will see that. Uh, podcast listeners, you'll see the picture uh, as the show art. Uh, uh, Joe, feel free. To do anything you'd like to to that Devin Nunes high school picture. Uh, <laughs> um, what's with the mullet? But uh, 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 well, what's with the spiky top and the greasy look? And I, th I think he graduated in '90, so hard hard to say what year that exactly was from. But if that was his his senior picture, 
No, that wouldn't have been his senior picture. That probably that's probably like a junior or freshman. So yeah, he doesn't have sophomore. pubes. What? Oh God! Yeah, he has on his head. <laughs> yeah, they crawled up there and made a nest. Uh, so anyway, here's here's part two of the John. Has pubes that spiky? What? Well, he he had to use product. You've seen something about Mary, right? So, uh, all right, John King uh, in the CNN panel part two on Nunez, you know, getting Sue happy and uh, and you know, and again, it's it's horseshit. Forgive me, but horseshit. And why is it horseshit? Because that was an easy question to answer. This is easy. This is easy. He was on a plane with staff that went somewhere during this time frame. There are either passports mm -hmm. stamped, or if they did it on a classified basis, there's a crew on the plane, there's the crew of his staff. He could go into a meeting with the group of eight, including the Speaker Nancy Pelosi, say, this never happened, and force a Democratic Speaker to issue a statement saying, we looked at the documentation. He demonstrated this is demonstrably false. If it's demonstrably false, demonstrate it. He could say, no, it didn't happen. He didn't answer the question <laughs> right. directly, very, very clearly. He could. It's been interesting to see the shift of Nunes over the years. He was, during the Boehner era, when he was a speaker, when Boehner was a speaker, he was a very close ally to John Boehner. He was critical of the Tea Party as they pushed for a government shutdown. In the beginning of the Trump era, he worked in a bipartisan basis with Adam Schiff in the initial part of the Russia investigation in his committee. But after mm -hmm. he went and briefed the president in the aftermath of learning some allegations within uh, that own probe the Democrats were furious. They called for him to step aside. An ethics investigation was launched into that, which was later dismissed. He was forced to step aside, and he got very angry at the way he was treated by both the media, by both Democrats. He became much of a loner in Congress, pushing his Don't own investigations dick. into the start of the Russia investigation. And what you heard last Damn week it. in this, this hearing was him over and over again calling for investigations to the other things and not raising any concern whatsoever into the central aspects of what the, has been uncovered in this impeachment inquiry. Right. And again, sorry, Congressman, there are ways to demonstrate if you were somewhere or weren't somewhere, uh, if you met with someone or didn't meet with someone, that's easy. That's easy. Now, in Congressman Nunes' defense as well, Lev Parnas has serious credibility issues. He's under federal indictment for conspiracy to violate the ban on foreign donations, conspiracy to make contributions to federal elections, making false statements and falsifying. Uh, he would certainly like to make friends with somebody who might help him with a federal case against him. So you have to question him as well. Well, it's been really interesting, not just his embrace of Trump, but in the way that he's, held, he's dealt with these media reports, he's also embraced Trump tactics, really. He's calling them corrupt. He's threatening lawsuits. This isn't even the first lawsuit he's threatened. He's done lawsuits against Twitter or threatened them against the Fresno Bee. In the last year, he has really embraced this sort of the uh, approach to the media, which is if you don't like a story or you're frustrated by a story, then you attack and try to undermine their credibility. Exactly. Sorry, I didn't get the other panelists in there. I think Evan Perez was one of them, um, but uh, not the last guy. I think he was from—I don't know—he's from Politico or something. Uh, but I, I find it really strange, Ken and Joe, that you know I—I I, I understand what they're saying. Like, oh, he—you know—started out as this moderate, and he just. What I don't agree with is he just—he was kind of rebuffed, and he became meaner and more, you know, like that. It, that just sounds like some kind of law and order thing. He of, became like, a vengeful dickhead. A serial killer. He became a vengeful dickhead. You know, I mean, he you heard he's person, seeking though. he's seeking retribution. Right. Ret who yeah. says retribution in a lawsuit? 
I mean, I just well, that's sort I, of I don't want I guess degrade your lawsuit. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I want to just say is that I just feel like this idea that D- D- Devin Nunes became more bitter and therefore that is why, you know, because he was rebuffed and he wasn't treated the way he wanted to be treated. That's how he is today. I don't buy that shit. I don't buy it. No, first of all, he said he was bitter because of the last ethics investigation that they launched against him, right? Which he brought on himself. Himself, exactly. <laughs> he was bitter like it didn't come out of a vacuum. He got in an Uber in the middle of the night yes. and ran down to the White House with evidence that he got in from the Intelligence Committee, fed it to them so they could feed it back to him, and then he yep. pretend he had this big scandal going. He brought all of this on himself. All exactly. of it. Exactly. All of it. And and I'm telling you, I also feel like, can we just, I don't like this idea of, he was, you know, he was a friend of Boner, 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 whatever. It, he did this. He wanted, he wanted to be that guy who was Trump's hero right from mm-hmm. the start. And, oh, and, and I've told you what I think his motivation is many times. It's It's fiscal. Uh, he yes. has he has he is broke for a Republican. Um, his net worth sucks. His business ventures suck, and I think that he's doing everything he can to appease Fat Daddy Donald because he knows he sees the grift, and he knows he wants to be part of that. Yeah, not that he's going to count on not that he's going to count on Trump for actually giving him his own money because I'm not convinced Trump has any money. You know, yeah, I mean, he has he has money, but you know this this money. bullshit. Uh, I, I doubt you know uh, he's a billionaire. I have uh, serious doubts that he's a billionaire. I mean, but anyway, we we know why that taxes. Where are the taxes? Never gonna see them. Yeah. So, um, I think we will see them. I I, I like Nunes yeah. can go suck a teat. Uh, Ooh, from a truff, from a cow. <laughs> from a cow, a tea. Oh, a cow, cow. Tea. Sure. Oh, okay. You know, right. milk. It does the body good. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> milk. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So I, I, I find this just insane. Easy questions to answer. You're gonna try and sue people for reporting what, what this, you know, what your buddy, the criminal, is saying about you. You can't yeah. do that. It's not gonna work. There's. Literally, uh, you know, I, I would love Who to is? see what they're going to point out uh, in the reporting that is that is uh, defamation. Who is paying for his lawsuits? For I oh, mean, for I, his, I couldn't even yeah. tell you. I mean, I, Heather in the chat um, asked, "Has Twitter thrown out Devin's lawsuit?" And I think she's talking about the cow one. And cow lawsuit, yeah. They have the court. They the thrown out that lawsuit. Yeah, the courts have not thrown out that lawsuit right interesting. now. Interesting. Which I I find it interesting because I sort of feel like <laughs> there's a part of me that feels like, sure, Devin, let's keep going with this. Let's keep doing this. Well, yeah, it, he is embracing the Trump strategy with this. That's for sure. But I, I do. I'd like to know who's paying for his lawsuits because I think you're right that he he doesn't have a lot of money. I also think that um, if we were to follow all the things that you know we've read and learned about regarding 
Russian influence. Mm-hmm. He's somebody who could be easily, like, brought into a compromise situation. Oh, sure, sure. I think he's he's like Dana Rohrbacher 2.0, you know? So Not as smart. Remember Dana Rohrbacher? So, yeah, is he still around? Uh, I don't think he... He's not in office anymore, is he? No. Okay, not. I wasn't sure. But a- anyway, I'm sure he's still taking some of that sweet bloody money. Uh, probably, probably. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and run to the break right now, and um, uh, we'll listen to a little bit of Hairwolf here. Um, and um, and yeah, when we come back, I've got some more news roundup stuff to do, and don't forget, our good friend Michelle is going to be joining us for hour two to talk turkey with us and uh, i think that's going to be a lot of fun and if anybody wants to do reverse call in let me know and i'll try and add uh, a few people if you have questions primarily if you have questions uh because you know we 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 can really start talking about this stuff uh so all right we're gonna go ahead and uh go to the break when we come back more news roundup and lots more right after this Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com.
Kiss you in the mouth. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ Paul will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. I am Miles Lagant, inviting you to listen to Mike Check Radio every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Our host, Adam Hebert, will be bringing the latest in politics and nerd news to discuss, including movies, games, and anime, all while putting up with boss-level button-pushing from yours truly. I'm your huckleberry. Also, my lovely wife, Michelle, the mistress of mayhem, will be there to pwn Adam for his use of the F-bomb. I'm nice and sweet and pure, so fuck off! And Metal Master Kenny Pick will help keep the show on the rails with a stern but guiding hand. Remain calm! All is well! All is well! Indie Media Weekly, doing the best with what we have to work with. Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are... From the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Hello, listener. I have a very special offer for you today. Are you interested in listening to a group of middle-aged white people talk about geeky subjects once a week? Very refreshing and new, I know! Me and my friends at First Table Gaming enjoy having roundtable discussions on important and intelligent dumb shit. For example, why doesn't Magneto just use the Earth's molten core to put us all out of our collective misery? Can he even control lava? What is even in lava? How can anyone actually know what the core is made of? Does Wonder Woman have a favorite color? Find out more about this useless information by listening to the Lunatic Parade podcast, 
We stream every week. Catch us on Fridays at 10.15 or Saturdays at 7 Eastern Standard Time here on Indie Media Weekly. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime. Every single butterball turkey in, sold in the United States of America has been sacrificed to Satan. Let yeah. me repeat that. Oh, okay. Every single solitary <laughs> butterball turkey in the United States of America has been sacrificed to Satan. Yes. Amen, Amen. to that. Amen. Uh, yeah, that's a slight edit on my part. Uh, but because he used to say, uh, uh, Brian, Brian Fisher, I repeat, <laughs> Brian Fisher used to say every single butterball turkey in the United States was sacrificed to Allah, which might as well be Satan to uh, fundies like him. So uh, anyway, welcome back to our, uh, as Bobber so aptly put it, our, our Thanksgiving Eve Eve show, or Turkey Day Eve Eve. Um, and of course, joining me, uh, as always on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble and Swamp. Hello. Hello. I just want to say that, you know, a turkey got pardoned today by the head of Butterball. The head Butterball? Well, okay. Let me rephrase <laughs> that. So, the, you know, we the Trump the Trump did the turkey and the pardoning and the flavin and whatnot. Yeah. Well, he actually made it really clear that um, it was by the turkey lobby, and he said, this is the president of Butterball right here and he's like it's the head of butterball it's the biggest the biggest oh god i miss that so, i do have some yeah. other i do have some other turkey pardoning clips we'll get to momentarily but of course uh joe santoris so it's, cr- satan. Huh? it's satan or allah oh, okay. turkey is allah or wow it's, it's halal you can't god forbid it's you know Whatever that There you go. And Joe Santorsis, Granton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back to you as well, my friend. I have nothing to add to that. All right. <laughs> well, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get to the turkey pardoning. Um, real quick, we don't have a lot of audio from that. Uh, but uh, Trump uh, took it upon himself to uh, uh, try and be funny. We've got a lot of Republicans trying to be funny lately about very serious issues. Um, this this harkens back to you know uh, uh, where the oh those weapons of mass destruction got to be around here somewhere. Nope, not under there. Yeah. So Trump uh, here's his uh, first joke um, from pardoning the turkey. About what what bread and butter were their names this year? Thankfully, bread and butter have been specially raised by the Jacksons to remain calm under any condition, which will be very important because they've already received subpoenas to appear in Adam Schiff's basement on Thursday. <laughs> in his basement? Adam Schiff's basement. 
What a God. dumbass. What a dork. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and you know, I hear. What pissed me off about this yeah. is that this is like the pardoning of the turkey. This doesn't have to be political at all. Oh, this it's could Trump. have been an event where Trump could have just had fun. No. But, he doesn't but, know how. Yeah, that's fun. that's the thing. Fun for Donald Trump is being fawned over. And then, and then paying playing it, children's livers. Yeah, or that, yeah, or putting them in cages. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So there was that part. Here is part two, where he makes a joke, and I, um, uh, I, I, I this one, um, yeah, I, you know, you know, when you hear somebody say something, and you're like, God damn it, I wish I was there because I had the best comeback. I have the best comeback. This pardon will be a very popular one with the media. After all, turkeys are closely related to uh, vultures. I don't know if I like that line, but there is a little truth to it. Okay. If the um, media are vultures, then you're a bloated corpse. Oh, boom. So there you go. I'll, I'll ride the A train out on that one. Yeah. That means you're a dead animal. That means you're just a dead body, Trump. If you're going to call If you're going to refer to the Trump uh, or I'm sorry, to the to the media as vultures, well they are carrion. And what are they going to do? They're going to eat your dead body. So, well, um and we still don't know what happened at Walter Reed last weekend. Oh no, we still don't. We still don't. No, you know, we don't know that. It was in tip-top shape, tip I think. Tip-top shape we call it sometimes tippy top shape no nobody yeah, does yeah sometimes we call it an emergency sometimes we call you a bloated yeah, corpse well, um, i'm still i'm still i'm still bothered by this by that situation because they have a they have um they have a trauma center there at the white house they have a high level trauma center at the white house but they can't and treat panic attacks I think they can, though. Mm. I know what you're saying, Joe, but they have um, they have Xanax at the White House. Panic, you know, that's that's a pretty good thing for panic attacks. Yeah. Personal experience. I'm sorry, Trump. Trump would be the carrion. I don't know. I'm sorry, I said vultures were were carrion. I, I was thinking about what I said, but yeah, you're carrion, Trump. Now, and Fran, yeah, Francie's also. Can I? And he's also carrying water for are, Putin. Sorry. Are turkeys really closely related to vultures? Uh, they, I didn't they, get a chance they to might look into be. this. When I heard him say that, I was like, I need to research that. They're birds. I didn't get a chance to. So, well, you need to research everything he says, you know? Yeah. I don't think the turkeys are anything like vultures. I think turkeys he's, don't he's eat dead like meat. Turkeys are prey. Vultures are uh, Well... Uh, I guess technically a carrion eating animal isn't necessarily a predator. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Turkeys so. eat nuts and grains. Yeah. I've never seen a, a turkey eating a dead a, a dead animal on the road. No. So, I don't know. I don't think I believe him. I don't know. Something for the chat room to look into, but I don't think the turkeys are closely related to vultures. 
Yeah, I don't know where where the that yeah, I don't either. So, uh, but anyway, um, let's let's go ahead and uh, move move along. That's all we have from uh, Trump for tonight. Thankfully, uh, Thank you. A, another comedic uh, act here. Uh, well. Listen to this. This is um, Tucker Carlson, and thank you, Rain, for sending this along. This is like two clips kind of shoved together of Tucker Carlson talking to Richard Goodstein. Goodstein, I don't know how to say his name. Apparently, I think he he was uh, used to work for one of the Clintons, um, strategist for one of the Clintons. And um, Tucker Carlson just, of course, got in one of his big blow-up rages freaking out about you know uh you know trying to be laughy go happy wacky screaming idiot um and basically he openly said i side with russia over ukraine and it's kind of scrambly and of course you know another thing of course and, and then his white nationalist uh the white nationalist in him comes out but listen to this What's People going on in the conflict between Ukraine and Russia? Because, and I'm serious. Like, why do I I'll tell you why. And why shouldn't I root for Russia, because, which I am? Because those of us who are watching, I think the people of Western Europe, NATO cares. You may not. I, yeah. think a lot of I don't live do. in Western Europe. I live yeah. in D.C. and yeah. I don't care. Well, our so democracy hinges on no. whether or not... No, our democracy people, does not. It, doesn't it hinges on elections, which we're having in a year, and you're trying to short-circuit with a stupid impeachment. No, and I'm saying Donald Trump, if he had his way, would make sure that election was profoundly unfair. <laughs> okay. You think... That's exactly what he would do. And, and, you know, I don't care. I live in D.C. You don't care about geopolitics that directly affect our elections. I mean, of course he doesn't because he just he just sided with Putin there. He 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 said, said, I'm I'm rooting. I'm rooting for Russia in all of this. And to me, that was stunning. It really was. It really was, and I think uh, I think somebody at Fox or one of his producers or something like that, like said, you know what you, what you said was fucked up. You should issue a correction, and this is what he said earlier in the show. I noted that I was rooting for Russia in the contest between Russia and Ukraine, and of course I'm joking. I'm only rooting for America, mocking oh, the obsession oh, with Russia oh. that so many on the left have. No. No. Nicole Wallace had the best reaction to that. No, you're being funny for the first time ever. I see. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this is the part that messed me up. When I first, when I heard that first clip, Mm -hmm. my immediate thought is, you know, my immediate thought to a lot of these things is I get into heated discussions with people all the time. Anybody who's met me knows this. I don't say things as jokes when I'm in a heated discussion. No. I also, you know, he meant that. Yeah. He he meant that. If I get into, I got into a heated discussion with that, that old, old friend who I've since decided not to hang out with anymore because he said, you know, he told me he voted for Trump and told me I was basing all my arguments off of emotions and then I countered and told him that everything Trump on ran on was emotions, and you know, and and it, it, the, I will, I won't say things jokingly, but I will engage in sarcasm a lot. And what Tucker Carlson did there wasn't sarcasm. It didn't feel like it at all. No. 
It was just and flat out. Also, he was just like, fuck Ukraine, I'm with Russia. Yeah, he, th- yes. Yes, you know. For, he was, he, here it is. This is a TV show. He was not reading off script. No. Nope. He was not reading any of the stuff the producer said, here's your talking points and all this stuff. He was just purely running on emotion. He wasn't kidding. I, I don't believe him when he came back and said, I was kidding. Oh, ha, ha, ha. You don't joke about this stuff. If you're an American, if you're an American, you don't joke about being, I am for Russia, period. No, you don't joke about being for Russia, and you don't joke at the expense of our allies, who desperately need us. I can't imagine joking about that stuff. I mean, you know what it reminds me of? Is when when France spoke out against uh, invading Iraq, Joe. Yes. You know, all these fucking idiots at restaurants are like, we're not serving oh. French fries no more. We're serving freedom fries. Like, oh my God, you stupid fucking uh, moron rednecks. I ain't gonna French kiss ladies no more. I'm gonna freedom kiss them. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody ever said yeah, I remember that. that. Nobody ever said freedom. I mean, kissing. do you do you think he was joking at all, Joe? Or. Or do you think that was no, not at first? I I think it's as you said. I I think he uh, he was told during the break, uh, lighten it up. You know, we're not uh, RT. We may be close, but we haven't gotten there yet. So uh, cool it. Oh, and Cat says turkeys are from the order of galliforms. Vultures are from the order of acipitriforms. Oh However, you say Thank that. Thank you, Kat. So they aren't even so, close. They aren't even close to being closely related. So, so they're from Gallifrey. Yeah, I think so. Gallifrey. I used to love color forms when I was Holy a kid. Color forms. <laughs> Don't you remember color forms? They were awesome. I remember color forms. I, I had uh, I had the Star Trek set of color forms as a child. And <laughs> somebody, I think Susan's brother, lost a color form up his nose as a child. Oh no! Oh, I don't know if you know what color forms are, Joe, but they were these little card, like glossy cardboard play sets in a box, and they came with this sheet of, um, like vinyl appliques of like characters and stuff, and you can make little scenes and remove them and place them in different positions. So yeah, there. So yeah, but anyway, that's way off topic. Yeah, I was more impressed it was from Gallifrey. Yeah. I'm, I'm color forms from Gallifrey, and that'd be something. Yes. They might have made Doctor Who color forms at some point. Who knows? Probably so. did, but thank you, Cat, for confirming that turkeys are not vultures. Yeah, that was just Trump being a fucking idiot again. Go figure. Who could have seen also, that coming? I never figured him. Yeah, I never. You never would figure him for. Yeah. A... And also, Conan is a girl dog, or. And I'm going to say this in the proper way, a bitch. You know, speaking of which, um, Kellyanne Conway was talking about Conan the dog. I was just saying, I didn't say, you know, because you referred to what a female dog is. I wasn't bringing up Kellyanne Conway because (laughs) she was talking about the female dog. And apparently she refused to name, uh, 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 tell the gender of the dog to own the libs today. 
So well, she owned us. Conan oh is a female dog, and I know if we want to get into the details, it's a canine and dog. I think, and I could be wrong, but dog is the boy and bitch is the girl. But Conan is a girl. No, you're right. You're Stud. right. It's a common. And and the White House literally said Thanks. after and being questioned, no, Conan is a, a a male, and it's like what you. This is the simplest thing you don't have to lie about, ever. Show, show me his penis. Period. Don't say penis in this house! So, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and also, who's, who's a good dog? Conan's a good dog. She's a yeah. very, very pretty baby. Boop. She's a baby girl. Yeah, pretty yeah. So, uh, now that's exciting. And, um, yeah, so, uh, but, but that, you know, Tucker Carlson, though. You know, this thing, this is a dangerous game. And and I, I want to play this too. Uh, F- Bill Hemmer had Fox uh, from Fox News had DNC Vice Chairman Michael Blake on, and oh. uh, Tucker Carlson was trying his best to to, to be uh, prescient the other night, and um, Bill Hemmer played him some audio of Tucker uh, again. DNC Vice Chair Michael Blake, and this is how that interaction went. It was pretty awesome. If you're wondering who the Democratic nominee will be. Don't bet against Michelle Obama. The Democratic Party is ripping itself apart over race and gender and class. Michelle Obama, let's be honest, is one of the only people who could unite the party's warring factions. Tucker Carlson with a bold prediction saying Michelle Obama just may be the Democratic ticket next year, despite the former first lady saying she's not interested. Michael Blake, vice chair of the DNC and a New York State Assemblyman. How you doing, Mike? Nice to see you, sir. What do you think of the prediction on Michelle Obama? Would Uh, you like to see that? Well, she's not running, but the the core question is, why the hell does Tucker Carlson still have a job here in the first place? Uh, The reality is, this is someone who said white supremacy is a hoax, uh, and why does Fox allow him to still be here in the first place? All right, well, I mean, his opinion Mm -hmm. there is that Michelle Obama may get in this race. Do you think that will happen, or do you not? going to happen. Not Not going to happen, but I think the the core question is, he shouldn't be on here at all. I got it. We didn't bring you on to talk about Tucker Carlson. I brought you on to talk about the democratic field but are you happy right um, now with what you see in these candidates absolutely because i see each of them are defeating donald trump and the reality is we're in a space uh, where if people continue to ignore his failed promises uh, that's when we're missing the boat uh, the reason why we are very confident that next november a democrat's going to win is that we're talking about jobs we're talking about health care we're talking about education on the other side donald trump uh, is always trying to scare and, and avoid the truth and the reality is whether it be trump or what's happening on this network and other places ignoring the truth oh, oh, oh. okay now watch this i'm just gonna break the wrist and walk away break the wrist walk away Jeez. all right uh, so you're gonna go ahead and play uh your your white nationalist co-host for an african-american uh gentleman on your network mm-hmm. and you're gonna white explain to him that how he shouldn't bring that up uh-huh good job right. hammer good job piece of garbage Did- Yep. Do you all remember when Hemmer was um, co-host of CNN Mornings with Soledad O'Brien? Mm-hmm. No. No. Yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. And I, when I hear that stuff, it, it just, it, it makes me really kind of sad because he was, he was a journalist to me. Mm-hmm. He was a journalist. And I don't no. think he was terrible when he was on CNN. It was probably over 10, maybe 15 years ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah. But to hear him say that, we're not here to talk about Tucker. I, 
Yeah. Y'all got a white supremacist there. And if you're going to start and, playing and his Fox bullshit... Yeah, and if you're going to play his bullshit remarks about how the, DN- the Democrats are tearing themselves apart over cl- yes. class and race and gender, are you yes. out of your fucking mind? We're having discussions about it, unlike you lowly scumbags who only nominate white men 99.9% of the time. Well, also ignoring the fact that Michelle Obama's made it really clear she's not running for president. So please, please, Fox News people... Stop trying to make her your token black lady running for president. Um, and don't bring up Tupper, Tucker Carlson and expect somebody, especially from the left side of the aisle, to not question the legitimacy of a white supremacist, one of m- many that I think that they have on that channel. Oh, sure, sure. He's just the topest. He's the tip topest. Um, tip, I think we call yeah. him tip top top. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Top bow tie. Yeah. So uh, anyway, on that note, we should go to the break because we. Uh, I'm excited. We're going to take a break from politics. We got some stuff saved for hour three. Um, we have some crazy fundies to talk about. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's crazy. So you're going to want to stick around for hour three. But hour two is going to be a lot of fun. Our good friend Michelle Lagan from Mike Check Radio is going to be on with us. To talk turkey, we're going to talk about what we like to fix, how we make our turkeys, you know, side dishes. Uh, Rain is going to, of course, uh, tell us some great ideas. We always, we're just going to riff. We don't don't have anything prepared. We're just going to talk. I'm going to give my turkey tips, the tip top tips. Tip top shapes. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, it's going to be good. So, uh, and. uh, and Can I get some credit for that? So what? What? Yeah, it was a good turkey. It was a good turkey call, right? Sure. Oh, I thought it was a vulture. I thought you were doing a vulture call. Uh, oh, yeah, it was a vulture call. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so we're going to go ahead and uh, go to the break. When we come back, we will uh, have lots more. Uh, we'll have turkey talk with Michelle Lagan right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com Indie Media Weekly Radio, for those who dare. It is timely, quantifiable, and oratund. Do you know what that means? No. Listen, learn, read on at IndieMediaWeekly.com. And now, on with the show. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an easy idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Hey, 
everybody. Welcome back to our uh, Turkey Day Eve Eve special here on Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick Broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide radio for gobble gobble turkeys. And of course, joining me as always on the program, Mr. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back, sir. Joe? Joe? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh is right. Rain from Four Freedoms Block, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble, the Swamp. You back with us? Rain? She's <laughs> muted. Oh, Joe's back. She's Joe's muted. back. All right. Yeah, I, I had to reboot. I was oh. uh, in a reboot mode. Oh, I was okay. getting daisy wheeled here. All right. So. Well, well, welcome back. Welcome back to you. And I think maybe Rain is just running a little bit late. I don't know. But, um, uh, and uh, of course, Last but certainly not least, it's the one and only Rogue DM at Rogue DM on Twitter. Of course, Michelle Lagan, Port St. Lucie, Florida, or Port St. Lousy, uh, from yes. Mike Check Radio. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thank happy you. almost Thanksgiving. Uh, almost Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's Thanksgiving. So. Yes, all, happy almost Thanksgiving, Michelle. Thank you for agreeing to join us to uh, talk turkey. Rain, you're back with us too. I am back. Sorry. All right, that's okay. So, um, so all right. Uh, uh, say hi, guys. Say hi to Michelle. It's been a while. Hi to Michelle. Hi to Michelle. There we go. And hi, uh, Michelle. Honestly, hi. It has been a while. Hello. How are the puppies doing? Oh, they're insane. Good. Are they insane? They're oh my good. my puppies are nuts. Yeah, how nuts. are yours doing, Joe? We haven't talked about yours in a while either. My puppies are sleeping right now. Where yeah. where I want them. <laughs> that is at their best. See, Joe is there you go. way better dog parent than we are. <laughs> All right. Well, okay, so let's let's go ahead and uh get into this. Uh I, I wanna I wanna share some a, a, a lightning a flurry of turkey preparation tips for everybody please by all means what you need to do is go do a goo goo church uh it, it, find out the weight of your turkey the exact weight go do a google church you're going surfing on the internet and there are charts that are out there by uh you know that the government puts out that you know turkey companies put out uh, you know and it tells you how long you need to thaw a turkey um, and, uh, it, it typically like, you know, I'm helping Adam with, uh, his Turkey, uh, uh remotely. And I think he, he I got, hope he's listening. He is, he is. But we're, we've been talking, yeah, he, we've been talking on Facebook too, but, um, uh, his, he has like a 12 pound Turkey. He's going to need to thaw for at least four days. You gotta let it thaw for four days. Another very important thing is you want to set the Turkey out at least a couple hours before you put it into the oven to try and get it as close to room temperature as possible. Another very important tip is do not rinse your turkey. You are going to be spreading filth and germs all over your kitchen. Anything that's on the outside of the turkey that, that is, you know, bacterial or whatever will be cooked out in the oven. Also, pat your turkey dry. That's also that's a good thing to do. Just use some paper towels and, you know, throw those out. Uh, unless you have a towel, that, you know, a clean towel that you can just throw immediately into the washing machine, I recommend paper towels. Um, uh, also, do not stuff your bird with stuffing for mo a multitude of reasons. 
Top reason being it's going to slow down the cooking time. You could get contaminated stuffing and get everybody sick. Uh, and also, the stuffing, what's it going to do? It's bread. It's like a big sponge. It's going to suck moisture out of your bird into the sponge-o-bread. Um, and uh, you basically, you want to just put in the cavity some loose aromatics that are going to start to break down and release their juices in, as, in steam form into the turkey, oh, such as apples, lemons, or, or onions, cloves of garlic, apples things nice. like that. Apples are awesome. And, um, and then, you know, put them in there loosely, too. And another thing, too, even if they're packed in there a little tight, the, the heat is going to go around those. And, you know, because you want to cut them chunky. You don't want to just shove a whole round apple in there. You know, put them in quarters is what I recommend. Um, and, uh, and also, uh, uh, you know, uh, I think I usually go with foil on top of the bird for the last hour. And then the, the most important thing to me is the resting time after the turkey is done, after it is cooked. Oh, and don't, if it has one of those little, like, um, pop-up, like, turkey's done, you know, the little, um... Yeah, don't use those. Pull it out, throw it away. Yeah, yeah. Give it, wash it off and give it to a cat as a cat toy. Um, get a real thermometer. Get a real meat thermometer, absolutely, Michelle. So, um, but just as important as the cooking time is the resting time on the turkey. Do not take a turkey out of the oven and immediately cut it open because all that beautiful steam and moisture is going to go right out into the ether. You're never going to get it back and you're going to get a dry bird. What you do is you put your foil on the on the turkey, make sure it's nice and covered, and then put it on top of your stove or on a counter or something like that. And uh, I like the stove because then the ambient heat will continue to go into it. Um, but cover it with foil and then every kitchen towel, tea towel, whatever you can. I actually have a beach blanket that I use, um, ah. for, for one, and I fold it up real good and put that over the turkey. Um, and, um, you know, and, and let it sit. They say you could, you should let your turkey rest almost as long as you baked it, you know, as you cooked it. Uh, but I would say let a turkey rest under all of that for at least an hour or two before cutting into it. And the results you get from that are going to be amazing. So, all right, uh, those are my rapid fire, like, things I know off the top of my head things um, that I always love to, to tell people. So, Michelle, um, let, let, throw out some tips for people right there. Did you say brining? I did not. I've never brined a turkey. Yeah, so that's why we have you on. It, oh, it, it will amp up your moisture factor. So basically, you brine. You basically you mix a brine. Um, I usually do mine with vegetable stock, ice water, uh, allspice berries. You know, um, it can vary. Sure. But basically, I do it for. I do it the evening before, or the morning before. Put it in a sealed container, something that's been sterilized beforehand, and sure. then you know you put all your ingredients in there. Put your turkey in there. Just make sure to remove all the giblets and stuff. People forget yeah. the organs sometimes yes, and try to they yeah do. yeah get that's that neck out of there. The, the neck yes. and the giblets and everything. Set those aside too because you can make yourself a great yep. stock out of those for your gravy. You got to get your hand up in the cavity. 
yeah, up in there. Pull those giblets out. But oh, yes, God. or keep them in <laughs> for your kitties or puppies. <laughs> yeah, God. just be They're careful. The, for your yeah. too. You can, yeah, Joe, you can, you Joe, can give them to them raw. Don't like to cook, or, but the giblets are usually in a separate package. No. Wait a minute. It's not like you're ripping the guts out. I know that. Don't give your pets... Even my giblets are in a separate package. Don't give your pets a turkey neck, though. Don't give your pets a turkey neck. And and, and I know about resting because I rest and let Wegmans make the turkey. I was waiting. (laughs) (laughs) See, there it is. Oh, yeah. Saw that, um, saw that joke. It's important that I rest for at least yeah. as long as Wegmans took to yeah. make that turkey. But I just want to say one quick thing, though, if, if in case it didn't get heard. Uh, don't give your pets the turkey neck. No. Tiny, no, tiny bones. Tiny, no, tiny no. bones. That's but bad. the giblets, Michelle is right. Yeah, you can cook them up yeah. and your, your, cook them up or give them to yeah. them raw. Uh, I mince them up and give them to them raw. Yeah. They love them. Yeah. So, so, I, I have in the past made them into my gravy. Yeah, I use them for gravy all the time. I boil, I, I make a stock out of them. Uh, basically, as soon as they come out, they go into a pot and I boil them for a couple hours uh, mm-hmm. at least. So, all right, but um, uh, so the brining process. Um, uh, Michelle's uh, brining process I find really uh, interesting because um, I, I, brined, I brined things in the past too, turkeys. Turkeys. Yeah. I brine turkeys in the past too. Um, th- when you said you use a you use vegetables, yeah, vegetables, a vegetable stock, and then I add uh, uh, I forgot I, kosher salt and brown sugar. Are they root vegetables? No, it's a stock. No, your vegetables. Yes, it's a vegetable stock. You usually there's a little bit of onions. Some... Okay, so you buy a vegetable broth or? Yeah, I use an organic vegetable broth I okay buy. yeah okay and okay. adam adam no i've never brined a turkey no so uh not that i'm opposed I, to I, brining i just have if uh, just like michelle and just like rain we've all developed our own methods over the years and it's it's you know there's something different for everybody out there one of these days i might try brining but um i've done it in the past i have not had a problem with it but um yeah, I've not had a problem with it, but I just, to, to me, I just want to do, like I said, I've done it in the past. It's been good. Mm-hmm. I've I've cooked it, and we've talked about this. I've done brining, and I've done it straight, Yeah, you know, straight up roasting without brining. But I, the reason why I asked about that is because what Michelle was describing to me, here's the strange thing, and I'm bringing in another food. Um, I've made sauerbraten before. And the brining of sauerbraten includes vegetables, a lot of root vegetables, and, you know, um, juniper berries and and other things. And it sounded very simple or very similar to what she was describing, except that, you know, sauerbraten is um, vinegar-based and brining is obviously salt-based. Yeah. Uh, real real quick, Sandy and Derwood. Tomorrow we are doing a dry, uh, to do a dry brine, dry brine the turkey breast with herbs. I would Ooh. arguably call that a rub. Um, <laughs> we're also going to make pecan pie, pumpkin pie, apple crisp. We're also going to clean and slice up root veggies and marinate to roast on Thursday. On Thursday, we're making the Hasselback potatoes, roasting the veggies, making zucchini and yellow squash, barbecuing the turkey breast. All that sounds wonderful. Mm. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, that sounds really 
delicious. Yeah, and uh, you know the the. I, I've experimented a lot with how I do turkeys. Last year, uh, for our Thanksgiving party, I did a turkey where I use my chili, my award-winning chili seasoning, and I basically rubbed that under the skin of the turkey, on the outside of the skin of the turkey, mm-hmm. and it worked out pretty well. It was a nice, again, because it was for Thanksgiving, not actually Thanksgiving, wanted to try and give it a little twist. It came out pretty good. Um had it had my of course Mort, uh, who claims he's a vegetarian, ate some. Uh, so, <laughs> did you guys remember that scene? I'm gonna trash talk Mort for a second here. Do you remember that scene from Pulp Fiction where uh, Samuel L. Jackson is? It, it was where he met uh, Brett, or uh, <laughs> like Brett Kavanaugh. You remember that? <laughs> oh, look at Brett with the big brain. Where he took his burger and he started eating oh, his yeah. burger and he's like, mmm, that's a good burger. I haven't eaten a burger in a long time. My girlfriend's a vegetarian, so basically that makes me a vegetarian. That's more. <laughs> <laughs> so uh his wife, uh, Melissa, but she's she's a she's a been a vegetarian for many, many years. But yeah, Matt, oh my god, Mort. Uh he he was a crazy meat eater. Um, and, uh, he can't resist temptation. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, and in the past, you know, I'm a huge fan of putting things under the skin and it's really easy to do. You know, you just be gentle. Don't tear the skin, but you can easily separate the skin from the, the breast meat and some of the leg meat, uh, by gently running your hand underneath. A lot of people do like herbed butter. I think I did herb butter last year for my regular Turkey, um, it, but the, the, the most delectable Turkey I ever made was I got a, a extra thick, double hickory smoked bacon, um, and put that underneath the skin and basically made this bacon blanket <laughs> underneath the skin. Um, and when those juices from the, the bacon ran down the legs, the, the, turkey legs they tasted like ham <laughs> you know i mean it still tasted like turkey but it had so much flavor in it it was just crazy um but yeah so you can really get experimental with that you know that's kind of a martha stewarty kind of thing to put things under the skin gordon ramsay does that too but that's that's you know that's a, a really good way to to you know do a moist turkey without brining um but uh, rain rain yeah, let's there's, uh, there's... yeah what? What? I was just gonna. Uh, yeah, go ahead and give us your thoughts, but then I want you to talk about uh, a turkey you had a lot of success with, and any ideas you can throw out there. Uh, oh my gosh! Um, no, I think what's interesting is is that I think that you can make a. Fl- First off, the one thing I think I've said this in the past: turkey generally is not flavorful. It's what you do yes. to the turkey that makes Absolutely. it delicious. Period. Absolutely. End of report. And in the past, I've done brining. I really, <clears throat> I really like what Michelle was talking about. Um, and in the past, I've I've done I've done it with bacon. I've done it all that. I got a confession to make. Uh huh. Bob, Bob and I haven't cooked a turkey in this house since we moved here. Well, you've only been in the house for what three years now? Two and a no, half. No, year and a half. This is our second Thanksgiving. So we haven't cooked a turkey here. We haven't cooked a turkey here. Well, um, there's time. And and you, but you've yeah, cooked turkeys. Yes, 
Yes, I have cooked turkeys in the past. Yes, definitely. I mean, in the past, we've cooked turkeys. We've made Thanksgiving. Look, we're cooking a turkey. Whoever doesn't have a place to go, come eat with us. And that's not necessarily a recipe. It's just we've opened our doors up to people who don't have any other place to go. Yeah. And eat with us. So. Oh, here, here's a, another oh. quick comment from the chat room. Uh, Theo says, Leah will be making her famous spiced sugar roast walnuts for fa- uh, family Thanksgiving, along with her oh. equally famous crab ball. Oh, oh my God. Uh, both of those sound great. Both of those sound awesome. Now, uh, you know, so we could talk about turkey, but the one thing, the one thing that I always like to make as a side dish is... Um, um, turnips well and you i know, know I, uh, I love i love turnips i know a lot of people don't but i cook them mm-hmm. boil them down and then i i add butter and and um actually add a little flour to them to make nice. it more like a, a mashed potato consistency uh-huh but i love turnips well, you know, I love turnips too, and and I love all of our turnips in the chat room tonight. But you know, what's funny is I actually <laughs> when when Kenny Pick Senior and Susan's family came over on Saturday, um, I did my third clam bake of the year, and um, uh, had, road, had some mixed results, man. I'll tell you what, um, it, this one uh, there were there was a uh, I had to put the chicken and vegetables back on before the at, right at, the clams were done before everything else, um. But um, I, I I decided I I did not just potatoes this time around, but I did potatoes, sweet potatoes, and turnips. And uh, <laughs> Susan posted in the. Of course, we're all. Some of us are are trying to work on migrating over to the new social media place, MeWe, uh, which we'll talk about probably more on Friday when we have a little bit more time. Uh, but Susan, her first post was I. Ate, she was like, I ate turnips this weekend. <laughs> I said, "That's weird. I cook turnips this weekend." <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, and they came out great in the steamer, um, in the you know the the clam bake pot. But um, but yeah, so uh, um, turnips as a side dish, uh, a nice hearty root vegetable. Um, uh, you know, I mean that's a really really nice thing to have on the table around this time of year, rain. Yeah, I I, I think I've shared this with the show years ago but one year we went down to bob's family and it was like one of our first thanksgivings together and Mm -hmm. i i was just like okay i'm gonna be a part of the family and i was like can i cook this this and they were like no nope nope no what no it it did happen bob will back this up i i don't dislike his family yeah but it was just like nobody wanted to try anything new and one of the yeah. reasons why I fell way deeper in love with Bob was when we got back from Atlanta, he was like, we're going to have all of the side dishes that you want. We're going to cook a turkey. We're going to have red cabbage. We're going to have oh, pickled red cabbage. We're going to have yeah. the turnips. And, and we did. We had this little tiny, and I don't even know if it was a turkey. It might have been just a chicken. But it was like all those side dishes that um, my family enjoys. I was hoping that and I hope this relates to other people in the chat room I'm not trying to make this sound like oh it it relates to me it relates to me too you know I I think that you know Thanksgiving is is if you get a chance to spend time with your family and and 
you know, your your spouse's family, your partner's family, or you get a chance to have Friendsgiving or whatever, where you get to share all these side dishes. And or I just that was like a, or Thanksgiving, yes, exactly. I'm sorry. But okay. it was one of those things where it's like nobody wanted to try turnips. And I was like, it's turnips. It's not like it's Brussels sprouts. And I love Brussels sprouts, by the way. But um, this is I why I like when we have this 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 kind of talk where we can talk mm-hmm. about, you know, how to cook a turkey. But I also think it's really fun to talk about all the side dishes. I do, too. And, you know, I like the side dishes better than the turkey. How about that? I'm with you. I'm with you, Joe. Yes. Yes. Now, we may not agree about pizza toppings, but turkey side yeah. dishes. No. Yeah. Joe, stop. And I would not put turkey on. T- well, maybe I would. Joe, <laughs> no, you would not. I might. I might. God damn it, Joe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> stop it. All right, this isn't pizza talk; it's turkey talk. Uh, and signs. Okay, so I got the whistle. So the whistle. it's okay, but you know, one thing, one interesting thing is that uh, I know uh, Stephanie Miller's co-host used to ridicule her all the time about sauerkraut with Thanksgiving uh, dinner. Yes, and um, Susan's family. Every Thanksgiving I went to, there's always sauerkraut on the table. It was done differently. You know, they didn't do what Stephanie did. Stephanie, I've made Stephanie Miller sauerkraut many times. It's delicious, where basically you fry bacon, you get it crispy, you set it aside, you chop it up. Um, and then I think uh, you then you take some onion um, and fry it in the bacon grease. And then you throw uh, the your sauerkraut, your rinsed sauerkraut, into the, um, into the skillet. And kind of saute it a little bit until it gets a little caramelized. Put the bacon mm-hmm. back in it and uh, and dill. You put I think you put dill in it too. And um, oh, mushrooms. Yeah, she does mushrooms. That's what she does. And that's so good. Yeah. So I don't know if she does the onion, but I think I've done onion and mushroom. Yeah, you do that in the bacon bacon grease. And then uh, once those are nice and caramelized, then then start to you know brown and caramelize your uh, sauerkraut. Throw the bacon back in. Ta-da! It's delicious. And put lots of mushrooms in it, too, because that's such a good combo. Such a good combo. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, and, you know, because a bite of sauerkraut and mashed potatoes, oh, my God. That is one of the best things in the world. <laughs> uh, I don't know if... It, 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 well, Joe, come, I don't know. Was sauerkraut anything that's ever on a family meal uh, in your family? In an Italian family, no. Yeah, no. Uh, see, <laughs> so maybe on a hot dog at a ball field, right? Jesus, sauerkraut. Yeah, I was waiting for <laughs> put sauerkraut in a meatball. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I just had to throw it out there. I didn't know. Maybe there were some black sheep of the family who were, you know. I never saw a sauerkraut <laughs> un- until I was like thirty. <laughs> you're, you're, Are you kidding me? Here's the thing, Joe. Thanksgiving. My uncle Angelo, he was totally Italian. Uh, and he Angelo. married my Tante Emmy, and she was a sauerkraut. Because mm. she was German. <laughs> well, here I, I, I got a I got a clip uh, for Joe here. Uh, I'm German Irish. Well, let me tell you something, my kraut Mick friend. I'm gonna make so much trouble for you, you won't know what it's <laughs> Yeah, well, that guy had more trouble than he could use. 
True. From The Godfather. That He's also the one true. that ended up with the horse. His, I know. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, you know, uh, for, forgive me, Joe. Ah, forgive me, but horse shit. So, horse head. <laughs> uh, but, all right. Well, Here's uh, the thing. Italians really don't make any fermented or pickled foods. No, not oh, really no, at no, all. No, no, you were wrong there. I you was waiting for that. There. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, olives? Oh. Uh, olives and... And eggplant. Oh, yeah. okay. I oh, yes, that we used to pick Greek, a lake Joe. Plant. I thought that was all Greek. Uh, well, no. No, mm. no, no. All right, well, let's get, let's plant. let Michelle get a couple words in before we got to go to the Green News Report. Uh, but we're, we're you're going to stick around with us, right, Michelle? Yeah. All right, very good. So uh, what about sauerkraut? Do you have any thoughts on, on, on that dish, Michelle? Ah, uh, I am. I'm sorry. I'm not a fan. I, I just... For some reason, anything that anytime that cabbage is cooked or pickled, it just turns me off. So you're, you, you'll fresh. have coleslaw, think, but you won't eat sauerkraut. I don't eat coleslaw either because of okay. the mayonnaise. <laughs> well, there are coleslaws I, that are made with I, like sh- vinegar and sugar. I like I like ca- I like cabbage uh, raw and salads. She just picks up she just picks up a head of cabbage and just goes crunch. So, <laughs> well, if it's mixed with a salad, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Michelle. But, but you have but, to realize, I grew up in a family. My mother made something called glumpkis, which is stuffed cabbage. Yeah. And she oh. would she would oh. overcook it so badly that the cabbage leaves would be transparent and it stank to high heaven. I used to have to have two or three glasses of milk just to choke the stuff down. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. So, what what about uh, any other special sides that you uh, you like to have that aren't on other people's tables typically? No, we do the standards. Okay. Um, uh, the only thing you know, just the unusual stuffing ingredients and the uh, the cheesy mashed well, mashed potatoes. All right, we'll try and talk. We'll try and talk stuffing uh, in potatoes when we come back because I I got a few different spins I do on those too. Um, uh, so anyway. Let's go ahead and, oh, and I'll tell you about the stuffing I made last Saturday, Rain. So, uh, all right, Green News Report coming up, and uh, and we're going to do a reverse call-in with Heather as well. So, uh, we'll be right back. for re- we got to do rapid-fire name-calling. Maybe we'll give everybody a Thanksgiving side dish or something. Uh, how about that, Joe? Okay, that Joe. That sounds fine as long as it's not <laughs> sour. Okay. Uh, all right, I'm giving that to you. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after uh, this. The only time I think I've ever been able to understand myself was on Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Then things were really clear. It's Tuesday, November 26, 2019. Leading the world in resolving the climate crisis will be a multi-decade project. We're facing the great existential crisis of our time. This is not a Democrat issue or Republican issue. We take on the biggest challenge in history. We save the world and we do it together. Climate change finds its way into the latest Democratic debate. As greenhouse gas concentrations reach record highs, with 2019 now the wettest year on record for the lower 48. Plus, the Oxford word of the year is climate emergency. 
the words heard round the world. All of those emergencies and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. The fossil fuel industry is probably criminally liable. Because they have lied and lied and lied. Have they lied, Bernie? They have lied and lied and lied. That's what I hear. This is your Green News Report. And lied. Okay, Desi Doyen, well, our climate emergency didn't only make its way into the Democratic presidential debate recently, it's also made its way into the Oxford Dictionary? Yes, climate emergency is the Oxford Dictionary's word of the year for 2019. Mm. Of course, it's really two words, but who's counting? <laughs> According to the dictionary's data, usage of climate emergency soared nearly 11,000% over the last year, which they say demonstrates a major shift in the way we talk about climate change. Well, that may be good. Good news, although looking back at the previous words of the year in 2018, the word was toxic. Yep. Well, that's held up pretty well. But 2017, youthquake? What? Really? Yeah, that's what it is. And in 2016, post-truth. Well, that one is definitely held up. Oh, most definitely. But there is some good news. If you're faced with relatives over the holidays who question climate science, let them know that new research this week finds that among the more than 11,000 peer-reviewed papers that were published in 2019, there was 100% consensus about the reality that human activity is causing climate change. I think we need more study. The bad news, however, is that concentrations of key climate-warming greenhouse gases in the atmosphere like carbon dioxide and methane, have now hit record highs and actually jumped above the average of the last 10 years. That's according to a new report from the United Nations World Meteorological Organization on Monday. The WMO said in a statement, quote, there is no sign of a slowdown despite all of the commitments under the Paris Agreement on climate change. The WMO also notes that the last time atmospheric CO2 levels were this high was three million years ago. Humans didn't exist. The planet was five degrees Fahrenheit hotter, and sea levels were 30 to 65 feet higher than today. Sounds nice. And man-made global warming has consequences today. 2019 was officially the wettest year on record in the continental United States. Extensive flooding throughout the Midwest this past spring delayed or prevented many farmers from planting at all and hindered their harvests. Climate change intensified extreme flooding, plus President Trump's voluntary tariff trade war with China were a one-two punch requiring a taxpayer bailout for U.S. farmers. And that bailout, for the record, was twice as large as the auto bailout back in 2008. Meanwhile, the latest Keystone Pipeline oil spill in North Dakota back in October was actually ten times bigger than the pipeline owner, TC Energy, originally reported. Knocked me over with a feather. This spill was on the existing original Keystone Pipeline pipeline, not the controversial proposed Keystone XL. It spilled more than 300,000 gallons mm. of sticky tar sands oil over more than five acres of crucial wetlands. It was the second large spill on the original Keystone in just the last two years. Well, by all means, let's get that Keystone XL up and running. In politics, billionaire and former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg has officially entered the race for the 2020 Democratic presidential nomination. Bloomberg has donated hundreds of millions of 
of dollars to environmental actions, like the Sierra Club's Beyond Carbon campaign. But Bloomberg so far has panned progressive climate policies like the Green New Deal. Thanks for nothing. Finally, because of the impeachment hearings, we didn't get to cover the most recent Democratic debate held in Atlanta. A climate change question was asked. What? So that is an improvement. But the time allotted was really not equal to the scale of the challenge, and only a few candidates were allowed to speak. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders was the only one who spoke of holding fossil fuel companies criminally liable for lying about their role in climate change. And South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg called for incentivizing farmers to capture emissions with innovative, regenerative agriculture techniques. American farming should be one of the key pillars of how we combat climate change. I believe that the quest for the carbon-negative farm could be as big a symbol of dealing with climate change as the electric car in this country. They actually, even though it was a very short time, very late in the debate, had quite a substantive conversation for a change. Yeah, it was neat. We'll see if that neatness continues in the debates ahead. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. There's a big fire burning, but don't be alarmed. It's just country boys and girls getting down on the farm. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Forgive me, but horseshit. Oh, you're being funny for the first time ever. I see. Oh, yeah. So, super honky drop there, everybody. Uh, Welcome back to the program. And I gotta say, Brad and Desi, if you're running out of songs about things being on fire... Don't go to bad country music. There are so many heavy metal songs about things on fire. It's amazing. You'll never run out. Ever. It's all about fire and blood and skulls and shit. Come on. Uh, You want end times uh, music? Heavy metal. Anyway, (laughs) welcome back uh, to the program. Uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Hello. Rain, are you back? All right. Hopefully I didn't lose everybody on Skype or something. Uh, and uh, Michelle Lagan, Port St. Lucie, Florida, on loan from Mike Check Radio. Are you there? Oh, my God. Did I lose everybody? Joe, are you there? Oh, my God. Um, I, I think I got to call everybody. I think I lost everybody. So uh, are you guys there? Are you guys there? Hello? Uh, sorry, Susan's talking in the background. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I guess I'm going to answer Hello. them all calling me. I don't know if this will work or not, but hi, guys. I don't That's know what happened. Weird. The call got uh-huh. dropped. So The network dropped on me. Okay, yeah. so hopefully everything's... I love connection. Yes, all I right. too. Hopefully everything is okay hi, here. Hi, everybody. Tra- hi, welcome hey. back. 
So I already introduced all you guys. Um, and uh, <laughs> oh, hi! But uh, I'm yeah, Sam Torsa. So I'm yeah, Michelle yeah. Oh, oh. God. There you go. <laughs> I'm Kenny Pick. And uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to uh, uh, see. Uh, I'm going to try and get her on now. Um, I'm going to try see if this will work. Since you somebody else initiated the call, I'm going to have to see if this will this will work. Getting Heather on right now, uh, just to to see if it will will work. So I'm telling you, Skype is evil. Hello, it really is. Okay, Heather. Yeah, well, welcome, Heather. Um, uh, just bear with us. I wanted to make sure I got you on, uh, but we're going to do name calling and stuff for, right now, okay? And then we'll 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 talk turkey with you, okay? Okay. All right, here we go, Joe. We're going to keep it short and just uh, do uh, the Scranton party uh, for you, and uh, I'll sling out some side dishes for everybody. Ain't no party like a Scranton party because the Scranton party don't stop. <laughs> All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. Okay, there you go, Joe. All right, biscuits. And that is not a side dish. <laughs> um, we have Adam Hebert. We'll give him stuffing. No, potatoes. No, stuffing. No, potatoes. All right, no, he gets <laughs> he gets potatoes. How about rice aroni? Mashed potatoes. It's the San Francisco treat. Okay. Right, who, who's next? And then we have Bob, Bobber. Bobber, in, uh, you know what? Uh, I, I think uh, some turnips. Ooh. Oh, nice. Turnips. And what would you give Francie? Uh, Francie, you know what? I'm going to take a gamble here and share one of my favorites with her, and that's going to be green bean casserole. Nice. Nice. I was wondering who you were going to give the green. I was wondering that all night, actually. I don't think she'll hold a <laughs> grudge at the very least if she doesn't like it. No. Um, Heather? Well, Heather, I'll tell you what. You take your pick since you're on the line with us now. Green bean casserole. Oh, oh you want green okay. bean casserole. All right, you got to share with Francie. Fair enough. That's cool. That's all right. Francie, pass that green bean casserole. There you go. Okay, uh, Jay Colley. Jay Colley, uh, we'll give you... Um, how about some Collie heart? flour. Uh, oh. oh, you want to do cauliflower? Okay, that's not something that's <laughs> typically on my Thanksgiving table. But cauliflower yeah. with cheese. Sure. Okay. Yes. There we go. Yes, Velveeta. Velveeta. Okay. Melted. Ew, Velveeta yeah. is not cheese. The made from scratch <laughs> fried bologna and Velveeta <laughs> biscuit. New Velveeta. at Hardee's. Velveeta is its own food group. It's <laughs> right. fine. It's fine. It's delicious. Jay Collie gets cauliflower. It's a food group, but it's delicious. Okay. All right. And a next? sprinkle of fake fake bacon. But anyway. And fake news. Uh, okay. And fake news. Fake cat? bacon is a crime. Okay. Pass, pass the sides to Cat. Cat's here. Cat. Um, all right. Cat. Uh, let me see. Uh, we'll give we'll give dressing or stuffing. Uh, what have you to Cat. So. Dressing your stuffing. That's good. Um, okay. Kenny, you could take your own. What do you want? Um, I, Heather, pass that green bean casserole over. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's going uh, fast. It's going fast. Ken Sr., you better Ken, get that Ken green Sr., bean casserole. Ken Sr., he gets sweet potatoes. <laughs> dad gets sweet potatoes. So. Okay. Yeah. Because he's a sweet dad. Well, he is a sweet dad. Hi, dad. Uh, but, yeah. But he, he does love his sweet potatoes. So, All I just right. want to. All right, uh, I'll I'll take the mashed potatoes. 
Okay. Well, you got to share with Adam. So. Well, you want gravy? You have a slide of meatballs. You I'll want gravy? Oh. Meatballs. Well, do you, okay. All right. You can have Thanksgiving meatballs, Joe. <laughs> Thank you. Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. With the mashed potatoes. We, we shaped them like a turkey. All right. So, okay. wow. meow goodness. Meow goodness. Uh, uh, let's go with, um, well, you know what? Some A nice cranberry chutney. Wow. Oh, nice. yeah. That's fancy. That's like sure. fancy feast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Michelle, even Michelle, though you're on the line, take you your pick. Side dish. What do you What do you pick, Michelle? So side what, what 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 oh, do I girl. choose for yourself? Um. Oh, I see what you're doing. Twice baked cheesy mashed potatoes. Oh God damn it! That sounds With good. Velveeta. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, Real cheddar like cheese. Cheddar cheese. Yeah, I know yes. what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Right. Okay, pass pass the dishes to Rain. Oh, oh well, Rain. I get uh, to choose. Do you want the turnips? <laughs> I would prefer the turnips, well, but I would perfect. also go with a um a macaroni. No, a cheesy strudel. With Velveeta? No, oh. actually with Gruyere. Oh. oh, very nice. Oh, now Dad's oh. saying don't forget parsnips too. So he, I guess he wants I some parsnips. I love parsnips as well. As well. I that loathe nice. parsnips. Okay, that's one of the only work. foods I, I hate. Into, I'll work into it. See, I don't even know what a parsnip is, but that's okay. It's, it's a more <laughs> bitter. It's a more bitter turnip. All right, who's next? Who's next? Okay. To, speaking of bitter, bitter turnips. No, they're like sickly oh, no. sweet. They're like sickly no. sweet. All right, I didn't mean that for for Sandy. Sandy and Derwood. Sandy and Derwood. I think. Um, oh boy, I'm running out of sides here, everybody. I I, I think a a, a How nice. How do you run out of sides on Thanksgiving? I don't know. Oh, man. I, I'm I'm working Let's on move it here. Away from root vegetables. Let's think about. I was thinking maybe crustes. a nice crusty, a nice hot crusty dinner roll with a nice slathering <gasps> of butter on it. Oh, with bacon. And some of my some of my homemade bread. Yeah. Or that. Yeah. There, there it is. you go. There you go. How about for Theo? Or maybe a biscuit. Biscuit. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, You'll I think. <laughs> oh no, biscuit! I, That's such a. Oh. Well, I think the crab ball, uh, it, it, Leah's crab ball. I, I yes, the crab ball, yes. Or a crescent roll. All right. Although one of the sides that we have at our our holiday gathering is, Shane makes a wonderful jalapeno cornbread. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, that's okay, good. Okay, that's good. That's good. Uh, did we give Theo his? Yeah, uh, <laughs> Leah's crab yeah, ball. Yeah, we did. Famous crab okay. ball. Okay. Then, the, last but not least, Trojan Rabbit. Oh, I saved the... You know what I saved for him? Hava Beats. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I love Harvard Beats, too, so I'm not being a butthole here. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan. That's a nice... And, and when you have Harvard Beats on a plate with all that tan stuff, yeah. Oh, I forgot. I should have given somebody corn corn casserole as well. That's a, a lovely dish. So, anyway, 
but yeah, that's one to grow on. And that's one to grow on. All right. Well, my, I Go might ahead. say my wife makes a wonderful zucchini casserole. Oh, I, I love, love zucchini. Uh, oh, yeah. This is with like breadcrumbs and cheese and zucchini. Oh, my God. And it's I great. need that. I need that recipe. <laughs> oh, that's it's simple to make, and I'll send it along to you. All right. Yes. I, Post I mean, it on I the turnip. Post it on the turnip. I got yeah. no idea. Post I it on no the idea. turnips page on Facebook when you get a chance. I, I will. And maybe the new um, turnips on MeWe uh, page. So we're working on MeWe, everybody. It's a weird name, but um, anyway. Uh, all right. Well, thank you. I don't know if we have any birthdays or anything like that. Let us know if we do. We'll get to it uh, here at some point. Uh, but Heather, you're on the line with us. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks for, uh, being on to, uh, talk Turkey. Now, now are you, uh, I don't think we've ever really talked about this or not. Are, do you cook a lot? Um, I have. Yeah. Um, my, what I wanted to call and talk about is, um, I have a friend who was a caterer. Okay. And she gave me an excellent idea for your three bean cat. I mean, green bean cat. Okay, and can you get on your uh, move um, up on your phone a little bit more too? You're a little quiet. Okay. Okay. Um, she said that you can use the mushroom, the cream of mushroom, but she also said. Cream of chicken. Oh, that's not bad Soup? at all. In yeah, that oh. new. Um, the cream of chicken, and then I had another friend that said use um, sour cream with it. Oh yeah, oh, done God. it. All of it. Sour yeah, that I've one done it. it up. Yes. Okay, everything better. Listen to this. Listen to this. Here's my. I did green bean casserole cups one year all right i got some um i don't know if it was biscuit dough or i don't remember what it was i think it was biscuit dough you know uh biscuits uh, i just i need to know what you offer in the way of biscuits <laughs> uh but yeah i i did i did biscuit dough or uh, or puff pastry dough or something like that and basically i got a muffin tin and i mixed up um the the green bean casserole stuff you know with the the mushroom soup and everything and the green beans and then you put uh i put some sour cream in it and then when you you fill your little muffin cups and then you cover them with cheese <laughs> and then oh, yeah. you bake oh, them God. so good but i have done a variation what i highly recommend for green bean casserole is one of the things that is always lacking green bean casserole to me is the mushrooms I'm a big mushroom fan. And get yourself some oh, baby God, Bellas, yeah. slice them up and saute them and get them nice and caramelized and everything with some mm -hmm. onion, some fresh onion and stuff like that. And then mix that in with your green beans. Um, you can use fresh if they're cooked right. You know, I don't like them undercooked. Um, but, you know, frozen or, or canned is, is fine. But, yeah, do that. And then I love the idea of mixing up the different kinds of soup, especially if you're adding some cooked fresh mushrooms to it as well. 
And then, mm. you know, and then mix in sour cream, mix in cheese, mix in, you know, whatever. Go crazy. It's Thanksgiving. All the dairy. All the dairy. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and make a really nice crumb topping for it, too. Not necessarily just the French fried onion rings. Those are great. But get some panko crumbs and put them on there and, you know, mix it up. Get Mash up some leftover potato chips and put them on top. All that, any anything that crisps it up, mix that with some cheese uh, for a you know a topping. Even even shake cheese, the Parmesan cheese, whatever, uh, maybe or a good pecorino. That's a pecorino. Um, so <laughs> don't say pecker in this house. No, that's perfectly acceptable. Penis. Yeah, well, god damn it! Don't say penis in this house. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, green bean casserole can be a complete new thing if you get creative enough with it. And so I appreciate what your friends are saying there, Heather. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, and speaking of Pecker, oh. I saw something earlier about Mr. Pecker. David Pecker, um, yeah. Make it quick though, because I want to yeah, keep this turkey from, talk. Oh yeah, the guy from um, what's his the Inquirer. The Inquirer. I don't know if he's going to be. I don't know if they're looking for him for something or it's. I don't. I didn't see. I didn't read it, but uh, I think it was about him destroying um, documents. Okay. So, I think. All, okay. But uh. But uh, seriously, it, yeah, Trump is worried about Pecker leaking. Oh, oh. Yeah, so we are. Like, so so is right. everybody else, <laughs> especially when you get to a certain age. Uh, right. So, <laughs> but Heather, Heather, anything else? Anything else you want to mention uh, Thanksgiving food wise before we let you go? No. All right. Well, you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Okay, and we will talk to you Thank soon. You all right. Happy Thanksgiving, Heather. Happy Thanksgiving. All right. Bye-bye. Big hugs. Big hugs. Big hugs, absolutely. So, all right. Now, Rain, I want to tell you about this real quick. I made a stuffing over uh, the weekend for the clam bake uh, because it was loosely, it was a little Thanksgiving. It was a little clam bake. Um, It was like Clamsgiving. So, <laughs> and I made stuffing. I picked a very basic kind of uh, egg. Uh, I had some egg buns down in the in the freezer, and I was like, "Oh, this will be nice," you know. Kind of, I wanted I wanted a real basic bread taste. I didn't want like overwhelming like pumpernickel or rye or anything like that because of what I was about to do next, Rain. Oh. And Uh-oh. that is, I did my holy trinity. I did onion, uh, multicolored peppers, and celery, and I sautéed those up. And I mixed it, and, and I seasoned it. I put some Old Bay in there and stuff like that. And then, oh. and then I took the whole bowl of bread, bread, and the the holy trinity outside when the clam bake was almost done. And I just opened that spigot on the clam bake pots <laughs> and put as much as much of that broth, the clam broth, on there as I thought would be good, you know, needed. Because I was like looking around, I'm like, where the hell's my three cup measuring cup? You know, I was like, oh fuck it, I'll just take the whole bowl out and pour the pour it in there. <laughs> so I just walked outside with this big old bowl of breadcrumbs and vegetables, put that in there, and then what Susan and I had done the first thing when we got up. Is we thought out a bag of those Maryland crabs. 
<gasps> that we brought you back. Them? And we put about two cups, <laughs> two cups of Maryland crab meat in that stuffing with the clam oh my broth. God. Crab meat and stuffing is amazing. And so, it holy was shit. Yeah. I've been doing it for years. So so well then you know, you know Michelle. So oh, yeah? Uh, and it wasn't bad at all. It wasn't bad at all. I didn't make a lot of stuffing because I didn't want the crab to get lost in a ton of bread. Uh, but it was really good. It was really super good. Uh, and I got it nice and crisp in the oven too. So, uh, cause I put it in a pan kind of thin. So and it's not that different from putting oysters in your stuffing. No, not it at all. A better, it, it's a much, uh, to me, it's a much more salty taste to it. Yeah, really and nice. it's it's more you it well it's sweet too you know yeah. uh, and 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 it's much more uniform because the you know the Maryland crab when you when you break it down I mean it it, it just it's it like it's gorgeous stuff. it, it, it it's yeah. it's almost like you know it's just fluffy and it's just fibers you know um, unlike oysters which are more you know like lumpy gooey you know yeah gooey yeah. So, uh, but I'm I'm all for oysters and stuffing. I've never had it before, but I would love to try it sometime. I know a lot of people but, complain about oyster stuffing, but I think that's genius. Um, I would like to say something of side dishes. Um, okay, go. everybody loves green bean casserole, right? You know, all, all that. But I'm I'm agnostic. Okay, well i've I've never I've never been a fan of cooked veggies i have a problem yeah. with them it's the consistency the fact that when i was a child my mother would overcook the veggies they were horrible were um, they all in cans were they did your mom cook them from cans no actually for a while she actually cooked it directly out of the garden but she cooked them too long she made oh. them soggy and nasty okay okay um Sounds like cans a good a good um uh halfway point is a green bean salad yeah. You use green beans, you use, you know, other vegetables, what you like. You put mm -hmm. some, uh, uh, you, you, you crinkle in the, uh, the fried onions and, you know, and, and, and a nice creamy dressing. And it is just as good, but it's not cooked. So you have that nice bite to all the Yeah, and you, you got something fresh on the table that kind of yeah. offset all the heaviness. Absolutely. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm all for that. So... Um, but you will pry my green bean casserole for my cold dead hands. Yeah, so. I know. We had good ones. My mother always overcooked everything. It was always yeah. horrible. So well, I understand that. Yeah, I understand that. So, uh, but uh, uh, let me see. What else? Uh, we got a uh, um, couple minutes left before we go to the break because I love talking turkey here. But yeah. Um, I just say, you know, uh, uh, seriously, you got to eat what you like. I mean, and dad's like, oh, I lo he loves sauerkraut with uh, Harvard beets. That sounds delicious. Jay Colley says, corn with cream cheese and butter, a bit of garlic, uh, sugar, sugar and parsley. That sounds interesting. I, w I wouldn't object trying Actually, that. Actually, that sounds yummy. Um, so, yeah, that sounds nice. Uh, he says I, it it's does the, come down to it, it's really nice to hear people like sharing their side dishes, mm -hmm. things that I might not like, but I'm not going to knock them. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's it's things like, I might not like, wow. but it's like green eggs and ham. I'm going to try it once at least. You know? Yes. Yeah. So. Seriously. 
I mean, unless it's like parsnip okra casserole, and then I'm gonna throw it out. I'm gonna. Just, right, you know what, Ken? I'm just gonna burn the whole city down if that happens. We, we I might can't have, have to have a discussion or about that. <laughs> What's that, Michelle? I can't do either of those two either. <sighs> I like I like okra. Parsnips and okra. Is there a right. where it's not slimy? Ah, you know, I'm telling you. You know, there is a good way about to about being open-minded. I right? will say, I will say this: there is one way to have okra that isn't slimy and disgusting, or or a, a combination of both, and that's just to throw it in the trash. Just throw it right <laughs> in the trash. Nope, nope. I, <laughs> I tried it deep fried, and I still couldn't eat it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I was willing to with, try with it. Bob. See. Now, now here, here we get to the question: Is we could probably talk cooking a little bit more in the next uh, next hour. Michelle, do you want to stick around with this, or do you need to get going? If you want me to stick around, I'm here. All right, um, we're going to be talking uh, politics, some crazy fundies, and uh, some some of that idiot John Kennedy. Uh, if you I'm, remember him, I'm good. Oh. I can sit back and giggle while you guys okay. talk. Okay, very Plus, good. We'll, we'll have a special um, Devin Nunes hair haircut photograph. Uh, oh, good, oh, good. Oh, so. one. Oh, well, I think well, Joe's done some it. work, is what he's saying. I, I've done some work, and uh, it involves pubic hair. <laughs> and I think I think Dad's objecting to my talk about okra and parsnips in the chat room too. <laughs> he said no a few times now. So. See. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> we're going to go to the break. Michelle is going to stick around with us. Thank you, Heather, for calling us. And uh, we'll, 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 I think we could talk food for a little bit more. If you guys have any more ideas you want to throw out there, I think I might have one or two. Uh, but, yeah, let's let's go ahead and uh, run to the break. We'll be back with lots more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn up the night with Something's going to happen. Remember where you are. You know what happens on this program. The people who are careful what they say. What's going to happen? Something wonderful. Indie Media Weekly Radio. What a delight to hear your voice after all these years. IndieMediaWeekly.com And now... On with the show. Every single Butterball turkey in, sold in the United States of America has been sacrificed to Satan. Let me repeat that. Every single solitary Butterball turkey in the United States of America has been sacrificed to Satan. Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer-to-computer computer contact. That is an easiest idea. Only macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed.
And welcome back to the week, uh, Tuesday edition. Oops. <laughs> Almost on the weekend. Uh, the Tuesday edition of Turn Out the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com, Worldwide Radio for Humans Who Eat Turkeys or Don't. And, of course, uh, joining me as always on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Swamp, the Bubble. Happy Thanksgiving and yay turkeys and stuff. Yeah, all that. So, and dressing. And, and dressing. sides. Sides. Yeah. Sides. Dre- you know, dressing um, it, it, and dressing is one of those things. Uh, well, let, let's talk dressing in, in a minute here. Uh, and, of course, Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Uh, welcome back to you as well. And you, once again, are, are uh, getting your turkey from your <clears throat> dinner from... Wagmans. Wagmans. So, Wagmans. and... Wagons rocks. I know who's going to have the easiest cleanup this year at Thanksgiving. Oh, I am. By the way. Oh, you are. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know I am. Easier cleanup than Joe and Barb. Yes. Paper plates. Yes. yes. Mine's real easy too. <laughs> no, my mine is easier than all of y'all's. Oh really. yeah, because you're going out. Yeah, we have reservations at a oh, French there you restaurant. Go. Uh, that's easy cleanup. Oh, a French restaurant, you say? Ooh. So. Ah, the, <laughs> the French. Uh, <laughs> but uh, continue I on, guys. French. I'm sorry. Why do you no, think I have these outrageous accents, you silly king? I thought, wait, I thought you were cooking, Michelle. I would have cooked this weekend. But Miles' oh. work decided to change his work schedule, mm. and that oh. put a kibar in a, 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 a kibosh. Destroyed a kibash in our. I like uh, kibar. Let's stick yeah. with kibar. I like. Well, it, kibar. It destroyed, I think that's a kibosh and a fubar mixed together. Kibar. Yeah, it, so. it, it destroyed our our weekend plans. And I think that's also um, a French okay. word. Ah, the French. But anyway, so all right, so uh, Wegmans, and of course Michelle Lagon, Port St. Lousy, Florida. Um, happy early Thanksgiving to you, and uh, uh, I'm sorry about the kibar. Yeah, kibar, kibash, uh, fubar. Uh, yeah. Communication companies suck. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Oh, and by the way, uh, we have a sponsor for this hour. Uh, uh, hang on. Pink champagne tastes like a light bubbly wine. Very special for quiet times, party times, every time. Malt liquor from Iroquois brands. Ugh. <laughs> By the way, uh, well, Rain, the only reason I play that is because Rain accidentally posted that video in our production <laughs> chat. <laughs> She's like, don't pay attention to that. That was for something completely different. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to pay attention to it. I paid a lot of attention to it. It's that was a beautiful remarkable. video. Yeah, I mean, that commercial. I do like Aussie Spumante, and it's not a malt liquor. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Joe, you were saying, by the way? Oh, by the way, are we done f- talking about food? Well, I would. Uh, no. No. Yes, are, oh, okay. Because, because I, I was going to. Sh- what you're going to have with your I Wegmans. Was... Because I love Wegmans. 
Wegmans makes the whole deal. I mean, they they do the turkey, they do all the sides, they do well, the dessert. Rattle off, rattle off what sides you're getting: mashed potatoes, well, stuffing, mashed gravy. potatoes, sweet potatoes, gravy, stuffing. All right, Joe. Two. I think you get two pumpkin pies. Wow. And uh, the turkey. So one yeah. pumpkin pie for you and Barb, one for the dogs? <laughs> no, no. The dogs get both, both pumpkin pies. Oh, the dogs get both pumpkin pies. <laughs> they get them both. And then they leave you but, some they, then they leave you some pumpkin pies in the yard. That's right. <laughs> a lot of pies. Oh, yeah, a lot of pies. Well, many the, the reason I, I was asking about the food is that I was going to post the picture, but I didn't want Oh, you didn't want anybody to get sick. I see. Get sick. See. Well, just post the picture, and we'll we'll go from there. And I'll, somebody, I'll... somebody asked for pubic hair, so. Oh boy, no. so. Really? Well, nobody really. Like, oh, God. Seriously, does does Wegmans cook the turkey and it shows up warm? <laughs> oh God, is that a Brillo what? pad? Is that a Brillo pad? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh- <laughs> it's a collection. Oh, God damn it, Joe! It's a collection of. Who care? Oh dear oh, God! No, it's yes, hard. a serious no. question, and there it is. Joe's for those listening on the podcast. Well, for those listening on the podcast, that's the show art for tonight. <laughs> so. That's Devin God. Nunes, and I gave Damn. him a little, little pubic hair. You can give him a mustache. <laughs> for the record, uh, you cannot order that from Wegmans. Yeah, no, I, let's hope not. No. Because no. our Thanksgiving is going to go downhill from there. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Yeah. I've been in Florida way too long. Is Wagman's like a, a like a local deli or a grocery well, store? Or? No, it's, it's a grocery store huge. that actually started up in um, upstate New York where Bob exactly. grew up. It yeah, sounds we're, like we're it sounds like by Publix and Walmart down here. Yeah. I Wegman, love Publix it, and Wegman. I also love Kroger's, but Wegman's. Oh, Wegman, Wegman's Wegman's sounds like Heinen's to me. Heinen's in this area is a grocery store that specializes in a lot of hot foods as well, like good kind of quality hot foods. So I think it's probably a very similar business model. No, it's, no, it's, it's a grocery not. store. I, that's what I'm saying. Heinen's is a, a grocery store as well that specializes in grocery. Well, they do groceries and you know, like kind of fancier groceries too. That's the place you go to where you can't if you can't find the, you know, the brand of capers you want, you go there. You know. Um, yeah, but here's the thing, and Joe, back me up on this. Wegmans is actually kind of like a middle class grocery store, where if you can't find the fancy stuff, you go to Wegmans. Uh, Wegmans uh, has, has a, a, an eclectic it's, selection. It's, yeah, it has it's not, not it high-end. Would you agree with that, Joe? Well, uh, it's... Oh. Uh, it's got it's got an international section. Not, it's the one in Scranton Sounds now just like Heinz to me. Craft, craft beer section with mm-hmm. wine and craft beers. Oh. It has a pharmacy. It has groceries it has one of the best uh produce uh produce uh, uh, sections in the area it has one of the best meat sections in the area um no it's it, and it's a huge huge store huge it I mean, sounds can, a lot like heinen's in our area 
Yeah, I tell you what, on Friday we should bring Bob into this because honestly, Wegmans well, I, I don't know. has I been Wegmans I forever. And it's a really amazing grocery store, but it's it's been doing what they do and for they make it, some of the best I know they make some of the best subs available. I always okay, get a, well, Danny special, a Danny Wegman special. Well, there you go. That's the one thing Heinen's doesn't have is they don't have that. They, they don't. Um, they don't do. And subs. they have a restaurant. They have a restaurant in the store too. They have a yeah. whole section that's just a restaurant that's next to the uh, deli, and the yeah. deli the deli has hot foods, hot soups, takeout, and then you it can is, sit and eat. It's not all. The, it's not all Wegmans. It depends on the locale. Yeah, ours is big. Ours yeah, is big. It's, it depends on the locale because there was one out here before we moved to Maryland. There was one down in, um, out you know, outside of Alexandria. It wasn't just a restaurant. It was also a bar. Like you could go there, sit at the bar, have a cocktail, order lunch, and then go shop. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm. Yeah, let me so, uh, uh, go ahead. What? No, that's yeah. They're all different, but they are. Uh, their their headquarters are in Rochester, I believe. Yes, um, is where the corporate office is. But they're they're very good empl- They're one of the top ten employers uh, in the country. They always are in the top top ten. Uh, their employees are are always. There's a very little turnover, except they do hire a lot of young kids. You know, for the cash sure. registers and everything but the older employees are are there forever i mean forever i mean they i know a lot of you know i got to know them that's yeah. how long they're they're there and well uh, uh cat's backing me up and saying heinen's is very similar here's a picture of the heinen's that's downtown this is like where you this is their restaurant area where by the deli and with all the hot foods and stuff it's mm-hmm. inside an old bank look at that crazy shit um nice. but but yeah, so uh, anyway, uh, we're running well, out. Cat would know because she could compare both because she's seen both. I have not. Sure, sure. So I'm just I saying, from what you're saying to me, the only difference I'm hearing so far, because the Heinen's downtown has a bar too. The only thing difference I'm hearing is I don't think they're known for their good subs. That's it. So. Oh. Okay. But uh, anyway. Yeah, they have anyway. monster subs at Wegmans. Anyway, uh, uh, I was just going to say, um, stuffing. You can do di- lots of different things with it. <laughs> yeah. okay, let's get back to that. Dressing. Uh, dressing. Yeah, yeah, dressing and stuffing. And you de- definitely never want to put it in the bird. But, you know, there are a lot of things you can do. You know, you can take your drippings from the turkey and add that to, to make a stock. Boil your giblets like Rain and I uh, uh, advocated mm-hmm. earlier. Boil the neck. And by the way, I know the, uh, um, it was, you know, I've heard people say, oh, well, you know, uh, my, my uncle, he used to love to grab the neck and and snack on it. You know what? Your uncle was right because the neck has some delicious meat on it. You got to be careful. You're going to kind of pick it off. You know, you can't eat it like Mm -hmm. corn on the cob or anything like that, but the, a turkey neck has delicious delicious meat on it and you can also pick that meat off and throw that in your stuffing too um uh, you know i like actually dicing up the cooked uh uh liver 
in putting that in the stuffing as well. Because the, you know, the turkey liver is a pretty mild organ meat. <laughs> um, and uh, it, I think it goes really well in there. Um, you know, because there's a very distinct taste of blood with liver. <laughs> uh, but turkey, turkey liver, chicken liver is pretty mild compared to, you know, beef liver. Uh, or, uh, you know, or if you've ever had goose liver, but you know, don't eat foie gras. It's wrong. Um, but you know, you, you can do that for your stuffing. Another, another great thing to put in stuffing mushrooms, put tons of mushrooms in your stuffing. So yes. delicious. So delicious. So Michelle speak to mushrooms. I love stuffing. mushrooms in my stuffing, but I have to make two different types of stuffing. Then I have to make one for general population and one for miles. He hates mushrooms. <laughs> oh, it's a very common thing to dislike. It's the yeah. is it a texture issue with him? I, he said flavor? they taste like dirt. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. So, that, that ain't right. Yeah, no, he doesn't don't. like mushrooms. He doesn't like truffles. No branch of fungus does he like. And yeah, oh, cat asked if the picture. Um, yeah, Cleveland Trust on East Ninth. That in Superior. Yeah, that's. Um, um, or East Ninth and Euclid. That's the, the where Hyden's is now, not Superior, but Cle or Euclid. Um, yeah. I've so, never met a mushroom I did not like. So seriously, they're so delicious. And and Joe, I think that's something you you know, as an Italian, mushrooms <laughs> are that you know. I mean, you guys practice. Hey, I, I had uncles that used to pick them and everything, and yeah. Um, I like mushrooms. Now, Barbara does not. Oh. We have a favorite Italian restaurant that's owned by some friends of ours mm -hmm. that make um, uh, make various dishes with mushrooms, but she'll always have them pick the mushrooms out. No. But I love mushrooms. So Yeah, that you know. Susan and I, hey, uh, best of both worlds here. We, we both love the mushrooms, so... Um, you know, when we were vegetarians, one of our favorite, uh, meals was to saute up a whole big pan of mushrooms and onions, make a baked potato. And, uh, basically oh, oh. we, we would just, instead of steak, we just, you know, put a little steak sauce over the mushrooms and stuff. Although I think the steak sauce probably had Worcestershire, which has, um, Seafood and, and sardines. Yeah, seafood yes. sardines. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, um, but we we didn't always have that though. But yeah, I mean, just you know, if you see, season up anchovies. those mushrooms, right? Yeah, anchovies. anchovies. That's right. Thank I think you. it's anchovies and it is anchovies. anchovies. Yep. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. I always mix up anchovies and sardines. Uh, Joe wouldn't. What do you think of anchovies on pizza, Joe? Oh God. I don't like it. I don't no? like it at all. I think they're delicious. Yeah. No, sir, I don't like it. Uh, so <laughs> just said I don't like it at all. My nephew would eat them yeah, directly out of the can. Wow. I like, yeah, I'm not I like a... anchovies in, in uh, red sauce. I could see that being interesting. Yeah. I don't know. They have a nice nutty flavor. They're not as bad as... I've never bad. tried them. Honest to God, I don't think I've ever tried them. So, I don't like them straight up. 
I, I'll admit that. Not I don't a like lot them of straight up. I don't like them on. I yeah. really don't like them on pizza. My mom used to love them on pizza. Not a lot of pizza places even offer them anymore. You know. Not anymore. No. So. But no. they're big on Caesar salad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. Well, but if you know. if you go to stores that like um, Latin markets, mm-hmm. you can buy you can buy red sauce with with um, anchovies. <clears throat> With them, in you know, with sardines in them, and I've bought it home. I fried them up. It's fried them up. I've done it different times. It's really delicious. Sardines or anchovies? Because you just said sardines. I think I meant. Well, okay, I'm confusing the two. Yeah, I, I, I mix up the two different. all the time. To be really honest with you, I don't find the two. I like very sardines. I, I did like sardines as a kid, so. Um, but, uh, anyway, anchovies uh, are a little bit more salty. Yeah. I think, yeah. Anchovies are the, the one of the ingredients in the Caesar salad, uh, Caesar dressing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. She's right. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, I, you know, I, I really haven't, uh, I really haven't tried them. I don't think so. Uh, all right. Uh, let's, um, you know what? Uh, I think we're about ready to go to the break unless, uh, we just want to mention, um, Michelle, uh, you making any desserts this year? Um, for- uh, no, my my holiday uh, celebration was kiboshed, so we just had oh, that's right, that's right. I'm sorry. Sausage and bread, and oh, we yeah. had a wonderful Tuscan loaf. Basically, it's you know it's a Tuscan bread, but they bake whole loaves of garlic inside it. Oh my God, with brie, it's amazing. Well, okay, c- I think I would like that recipe. <laughs> I just did a I just, a, I just a, did a screen cap of Joe's uh, 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 recipe of Barb's zucchini casserole. Zucchini casserole. I, it was not cheese. But I, but I don't know. I was thinking it's it's sour cream and it's, uh, it's mm. you know stuffing and uh, it's really good. Oh, that looks great. Actually, on the Tuscan on the Tuscan loaf, I cheated. I got it from Publix, but it's still very good. <laughs> Oh, by the way, uh, today, Susan and I, because uh, we're going to my mom's, uh, my nephew, William, you guys met William, uh, 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 Rain and Bobber met William at, at our uh, anniversary mm-hmm. party last year. Uh, William's uh, going to show up at my mom's uh, as well, and uh, Susan and I went to Rudy's Strudel and Bakery today in Parma. Got some nice dinner rolls and a couple desserts. Uh, very excited. This big, gi- I got this big giant Danish thing that's like apple, raspberry, and cream cheese. Does okay, that not sound with a- cream cheese? Yeah, anything. Yeah. So it's it's like it's seriously like a, it's like the size of a twelve-inch record. You know. Oh, says, oh that and, sounds yummy. And I got like uh, a half a pound of their cookies as well. Um, and uh, But yeah, Rudy's Strudel, I think, is going to be my new Jack Frost donuts because <laughs> their stuff is amazing. And they're so nice and they're so helpful in there. But yeah, Rudy's, Rudy's Strudel and uh, and Bakery. In, America! Uh, yeah, America! <laughs> <laughs> How many times has Rudy Giuliani been there? The hero. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, yeah. So I'll keep going. And they How make really. Invited. How, how many people invited Rudy to Thanksgiving dinner? The hero. Oh. Yeah, that many. Yeah. So. No. 
Uh, but I'll tell you what, Rudy, the, Rudy's Strudel is the place that makes the poonchki that um, my my coworker Mel brings in, um, for, you know, for Fat Tuesday. So um, uh, it's Very it's amazing nice. stuff. Oh, and Mel Mel Rain was the was the gal who was running our our anniversary party at House of Blue. Oh, I'm, oops, <laughs> where that party was? House of Bloops. House of Bloops. House of Zero. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Yeah. Oops. Let's go to the break. <laughs> Michelle, do you have a request? Would you like to hear Dracula's magic ring of power before Thanksgiving? I, I would love uh, that. I was thinking of that all day. Yeah. You, you were Joe. I was. I was. Oh, okay. It had I had an earworm. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. You are you serious or are you just messing with me? I'm just fucking with you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but but yes, I would love to hear it anyway. Thanks, buddy. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll be right back. We'll, we'll wrap up our politics talk here uh, in the last segment uh, with. Uh, Rain, Michelle, and some other jerk. Turn up the night. <laughs> Turn up the night. Turn up the night. Turn up the night. Yeah. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. <laughs>
Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it. It's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C., and thank you, Port St. Lucie. And I think there was another town I was going to mention, but I, my feelings were hurt, so I think I'm going to skip that <laughs> oh, one. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Uh, <laughs> I got good feelings. I got good feelings. I got no, for a minute there, I was like, oh, my God, Joe, was, was, it was an earworm. No, I did that as a courtesy to Michelle. And and then you were just like, oh, okay. And then I it all. I, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. 
Uh, so, I mean, it, it's not <laughs> my fault. There's no good Thanksgiving songs. Where are the good Thanksgiving songs? There are none. So let's talk about Dracula's Feast of Blood. So, you Yay. know. <laughs> or as we call that sanguinage in Italian. S- sure. Or, or ocean spray, as, as we call it in, in uh, ocean Ohio. Spray. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> welcome back to the show, everybody. Oh, and I forgot to mention my favorite uh, side dish for uh, um, Thanksgiving. Hot ganibganabs. Hot ganibganabs. Who can forget that? So... Uh, all right, maybe we go to the Crab Nebula for seafood. Uh, all right. Well, this this story is the most upsetting story I've I've had in a while. So, um, uh, brace yourselves. And uh, this one is uh, a familiar voice. Uh, I will I will inform you here momentarily of who that is. But uh, we need to play this jingle. This is not in a th- again. This is about crazy fundies, not about good Christians who use their faith to better themselves and the world around them, but those who would use it as a cudgel or something completely divisive, as we're about to hear, that is just ugly, cruel, and evil. Um, and uh, But yeah, here it is. Here's our crazy fundies jingle. I am a Christian because of one thing. Because life is precious, and God, and the Bible. Science! Who cares about science? I'm a God warrior! Could you imagine kissing some man? Walk you not the path of Sodom. Bible thumpers. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. God, what happened here? Tonight's the night. We're finally going to go up heaven's chimney. You can trust everything uh, that is in this book. In Jesus' name, boogity, 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 all right, so I've got some clips here of the guy we're about to to hear from. Uh, just some some short clips. Uh, it, it, one of my promos on the show I often use uh, uh, is uh, this guy named Rick Wiles, who said this about President Obama back in the day. You know, smooth talking, jive talking, street thug. All right, you guys have heard me play that that bumper before. He also talks a lot about this. The Luciferian Illuminatus. The Luciferian Illuminatus. And he also uh, predicted, uh, what was that, Rick, you predicted that you were super prescient about? Uh, oh, wait, prescient? Prescient! About a... Uh, a fireball from space. Yeah, th- yeah, that didn't happen either. Well, Rick Wiles, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, the... You know, Jim Baker, Mr. Food Buckets, former uh, husband of Tammy Faye, adulterer, uh, all-around shitty, ugly creep. Um, He has Rick Wiles on his uh, show all the time. And, of course, you know, uh, Rick Wiles has a a website called Tru News, T-R-U-N-E-W-S, Tru News. So it's not true. It's not news either. Um, But... This is probably the ugliest thing I've ever heard Rick Wiles say. And the, uh, apparently he's been banned by YouTube, which is good. Um, but this tweet, uh, he tweeted something out about this story he was doing about Trump's impeachment that had been up for about 12 hours 
Yeah, maybe about ten hours uh, before we did the show. I think it, it, he put it out there around eight eight a.m. and I found it about six p.m. And um, it he says the headline here uh, for what it is, and it is so phenomenally offensive and ugly. And I mean, str- this is a trade uh, straight up Trump cultist Nazi is what we're about to hear. So be warned. If you are Jewish, um, I I I am sorry uh, about what you're about to hear, but this is Rick. This is a Trump supporter. This mm-hmm. is a full throttle Trump supporter. And, and you know, and or if you're just sensitive to you know hearing slurs about you know or racial stereotypes or or religious stereotypes or whatever, Rick Wiles is about to run the gamut here because before he was a joke. Now he's a Nazi. He is a Trump cultist Nazi. Beyond the shadow of a doubt when you hear this audio. It is so fucking offensive and so ugly. I I cannot say enough about how ugly this is. It's unbelievable to me that this guy is still operating in any capacity on the internet. Um, You know, on on Twitter. Well, no, I'm sorry. This is dark web shit is what it is. None of us should ever have have, have had to hear this. But Right Wing Watch uh, cobbled this together. Um, good for them. But uh, this is horrendous. That's the way the Jews work. They're de- they are deceivers. Oh, my God. They plot. They lie. They do whatever they have to do to accomplish their political agenda. This Impeached Trump movement is a Jew coup. And the American people better wake up to it really fast because this thing is moving now towards a vote in the House and then a trial in the Senate. We could have a trial by before Christmas. This country could be in civil war at Christmas time. Oh, God. Members of the U.S. military are going to have to take a stand, just like they did... In the 1860s with the Civil War, they're going to have to decide, are you fighting for the North or the South? Members of the government are going to have to take a side. Instead of North, South, it's going to be left or right. No, no, it's going to be Trump cultists versus Jews from what you're saying. It's not left, right. There are still good people on the right. I'm sorry, there's more more to this clip. But no. He said, this is a Jew coup. Jew coup. And the picture they have uh, up there is Adam Schiff of, you know, and that really deceptive looking, you know, they picked the the most evil picture they could of Adam Schiff, of uh, Vindman, and uh, who else did they have up there? Uh, on the, I, I made a screen cap uh, of this uh, um, tweet. They put out like a big splashy uh, picture for the um, um, for the news story, and it is so disgusting and so ugly. I'll I'll, I'll find the picture and and you know the screenshot. It's uh oh, and it's Sondland. Sondland is the other uh, person he has pictured. Yeah. So it's uh, Vindman, Schiff, and Sondland. Um, all Jewish. Yep. So, uh, uh, here, let, 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 uh, Rick Wiles, uh, finish his, uh, uh, Nazi thoughts. 
People are going to be forced, possibly by this Christmas, to take a stand. Such bullshit. Because of this Jew coup in the United States. He can't say it enough. We have weeks to stop it. That's why I'm speaking out. That's why I'm putting everything on the line, saying this is a coup led by Jews to overthrow the constitutionally elected president of the United States. And it's beyond removing Donald Bullshit. Trump. It's removing Bullshit. you and me. That's what's it's at the heart of it. removing you right. and me. You have been taken over by a Jewish cabal, a Bolshevik revolution, and I'm going to tell you, the church of Jesus Christ, you're next. Get it through your head. They're coming for you. Th there will be a purge. That's the next thing that happens when mm. Jews take over a country. They mm. kill millions of Christians. What? What? When Jews take over a country, they kill millions of Christians? What the oh, fuck you. is he talking about? <laughs> what? Uh, do, what? <laughs> Stupid people are ruining America. That's right, Herb Kane. Thank you. My head hurts. So, how does he feel about Jared in Ivanka? And uh, isn't Bob Barr, isn't he Jewish? Uh, I mean, Bob I know Barr. there's... Go ahead. I don't know. I don't know. Um, there, there's a lot of different uh, uh, Jewish members of Trump's cabinet. So... Yeah. Uh, this Treasury Secretary Mnuchin. Mnuchin, yeah, yeah. So, oh, and he he produced Hollywood movies too. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, Hollywood Jew. I'm only saying that to, to mock the this bullshit here. But I've heard Rick Wiles say some offensive things in the past. Rain. Um, we followed him off and on uh, during the show. You know, he, he was the guy who said a fly landed on Obama's forehead one time because he's, he's you know, the Antichrist and flies land on the Antichrist's forehead. Well, I guess, call me the Antichrist because, you know, flies love my face. My horrible, horrible, demonic face. Uh, but Rain, you saw this earlier. Um, why don't you chime in? Did we lose Rain? Are you there? Rain, you're muted. Yes, there you go. I was muted, and you missed all of my beautiful soliloquies. <laughs> so many soliloquies <laughs> lost <laughs> to Skype. I, I yes, I was muted, and I'm really sorry because I was like, "What? What? What? God damn it! What?" <laughs> The thing that I'm amazed at is that he's literally saying that the Jews are going to come get us. He said that. He did. When Jews the take Jews over a country, they kill millions of people. So, um, because, you know, those in Germany that happened, right? I, yeah, that's when I heard that. I was like, oh, okay, the Holocaust. And this is not funny, guys. It, the Spanish it, it Inquisition. But he literally was saying the Jews are going to come get us. And all I could think of is the Nazis consider themselves Christians. And yeah. 
Um, I don't know. Holocaust. Well, look at modern day Russia too. I mean, they're about as anti the Kremlin is about as anti Semitic as you can get right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I, but I mean, Rick Wiles, holy shit. A Jew. Fucked up. A Jew coup. It sounds like, you know, it's like. It, 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 it sounds. Sounds like the worst side dish that you can bring. No, I, actually, that sounds good. Juku. I, I'd, I'd try Juku. It sounds no, like, I you know. I, I would be like, no, take your Juku and put it over there. It sounds like it sounds like a you cross between ice. Jenga and Sudoku. So I, I like it. Um, I don't know. So. <laughs> although Sudoku, no, I don't like Sudoku. Uh, but Jenga, I'm okay with it. Juku sounds like it's got too much gelatinism. I, 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 well, okay, we can disagree with this. But. We, we can disagree. But seriously, th this Rick Wiles is spewing Nazi talking points. It is, <laughs> yes. Nazi conspiracy theories about, you know, their... Ooh, listen to the first part again. That's the way the Jews work. They're de they are That's, deceivers. They are deceivers. They are deceivers. Really? In the uh, end, honestly, Ken, that is exactly what the Nazis did. Yeah. Dur after Kristallnacht. Yes. Except I mean, but here, but Trump. This is. But, this is you know, English Trump. Trump's not a deceiver. Trump's not a deceiver because Mexico really did build, pay for that wall that got built for sure. I mean, to me, the thing is, is that he's saying it in English in 2019, yeah. and the Germans said it in German. And I don't know, 2039. You're, you're, you're or saying it. It sounded. It sounded better the, in the original German. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, uh, what do you yeah. guys think? I'm I'm Joe. sorry, I'm yapping. But no, that's okay. Think? Joe, jump in. Projection much? Yeah. That's all I have to say. Michelle. <laughs> I my head hurts. <laughs> yeah, I was afraid of that with this one for sure. So yeah, uh, there's no law. He's not. He has no logic. I mean, as as Joe said, as I was thinking. I mean, I used to work at a movie theater. I know projection when I see it. Yeah. Mm, good. Yeah. Yep. This guy yeah, could have their their logic yeah. is Nazism. I don't think it's unfair to say we have a roadmap. I just want to want to be super clear on this. Super super clear. Rick Wiles has a huge following. On the internet, of people who support Trump. Yeah. A huge, huge following. A man that said, we, he, he, he ultimately said there, we need to take up arms against the Jews if they proceed with the impeachment of Trump. We might have yeah. to kill them at Christmas. That's fucked up. Yeah. All, yeah. All, when they when he said Christmas, by the way, I no. won't go back and say Crystal knocked. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I mean it wasn't too ham ham fisted of him to bring up Christmas too, because well, you know, the Jews killed Jesus. No, that was the Romans. Um yeah, 
that's that but again true. you know he's great at predictions because remember that you know how the earth got wiped out from what was that the uh a fireball from space yeah that happened and of course that uh uh that 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 scary scary thing that definitely took over our government uh when obama was in charge the luciferian illuminatus yeah Thanks, obama. oh god isn't that near your uh cockle the Luciferian Illuminatus, I think that's another name for the taint, I believe. Um, oh, so. <laughs> I thought the Luciferian Illuminatus was next next to your... Uh, Cockles. Your cockle. Or your okay. penis. The only thing he has right about that is Lucifer house. was the morning star. So Lucifer, angel of light. Angel of light. Yes, he was. The morning so, star. But that's uh, all mythology, so... You know. Exactly, exactly. Well, it no, do, it's not mythology. It's real because it's in the Bible, and Rick Wiles says so. Oh, God. Yeah. These people. These fucking people. Seriously. Uh, so, anyway, we have one last clip here. And, Rain, uh, uh, thank you for sharing this. I thought this was really important because um, Senator John Kennedy, that ignorant <laughs> hillbilly <laughs> asshole... That somehow, that somehow, he went, he went to, what did he go to, Yale or Harvard or something like that? Oxford. 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 Did he really go to Oxford? He did. His parents must have had money. His parents must have had money. Because this guy is the Louis Gohmer to the Senate. You know? Uh, But this clip here. Is uh, I think it's really important because uh, he went on to Chris Cuomo's show to talk about um, a bad response to a question that Chris Wallace had for him on Fox News. And oh God, it's so maddening. Uh, and and we'll we'll explain after the clip. But here's the clip. Even though the facts in the impeachment hearing seemed pretty clear to most of the witnesses and most of America, a case can be made that the president did something wrong, but not worthy of removal. However, instead of that case, some are now doubling down on the idea that the president did nothing wrong because saying it was Ukraine and not Russia who interfered in the 2016 election is right. Who do you believe was responsible for hacking the DNC and Clinton campaign computers, their emails? Was it Russia or Ukraine? I don't know, nor do you, nor do any of us. Uh, Miss Hill. Uh, well, I mean, let me just, let me just interrupt to say the entire intelligence community says it was Russia. That, right, but it could also be Ukraine. I'm not saying that I know one way or the other. Let's bring in Louisiana Senator John Kennedy. That's him there, and that's him here. Senator, thank you for joining us. How you been, Cuomo? Better Good to than, see you, man. Better than I deserve. Thanks Good for to see you, man. I don't want to just uh, have people on to call you a liar and say that you don't mean it. I want to hear it from you. Do you really believe that it wasn't Russia? I did an interview yesterday with... Um, with Chris Wallace, mm-hmm. damn good reporter. Mm-hmm. I was answering one of his questions, and he interjected a statement and asked me to react to it. What I heard Chris say was, 
um, he made the statement that only Russia had tried to interfere in the election. And I answered the question. That's not what he said. I went back and looked at the transcript. He said only Russia tried to hack the DNC computer. Now, Chris Computer! Um, I was wrong. Uh, The only evidence I have, and I think it's overwhelming, is that it was Russia who tried to hack the DNC computer. That's what the consensus is. I've seen no... Yep, I've seen no indication that Ukraine uh, tried to do it. Okay, so what's really important about this is basically what happened with John Kennedy, Senator John Kennedy, Republican from Louisiana, went on to Fox News, where... Fox News viewers who are primarily Trump supporters watch. They don't watch CNN. They don't watch the correction on CNN. What John Kennedy did on Fox News was perpetrate the Trump agenda propaganda of saying, oh, oh, Russia, who knows? Could have been China, could have been Canada, maybe Ukraine, who knows? You know, or they would say the Ukraine. Um, but yeah, so basically he got away with going on to Fox News in spreading Trump propaganda and then going on to CNN where people like the four of us will watch. And he said, oh no, my mistake. My bad. I thought he said this, but he didn't. He didn't. So uh, my mistake. You think Fox News is going to follow up on that? Maybe Chris Wallace might. Chris Wallace might. Shep Smith definitely would have. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I, I thought that was really fascinating, Rain, and thank you for sharing that. So we only have a few minutes left, yeah. but g- give us your thoughts on that, Rain. No, no. The the thing that pisses me off about this is that I'm glad that that he went on to CNN to say that, but he should have gone on to Fox News to say that. Absolutely, that's one of the biggest fucking problems that we have right now we here all of us see this stuff we watch it we watch it from every angle Mm -hmm. john kennedy the most inappropriately named kennedy true apologized on cnn when he should have done this on fox news well he didn't do it on fox news because when he's on fox news he's doing it for an audience of one and that's and, the problem. And the that cultists. That's the biggest problem to me. Yeah. Yeah. Joe. Well, first of all, I, I told you, I resent him being named John Kennedy. Absolutely. It's not yeah. really his fault, but. Yeah, it's his fault. He should have yeah, rejected that. He should have changed uh, <laughs> it to filthy McLumpkin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The, the, you know, he's just still pissed off because they canceled Mayberry RFD. No. You know, I mean, that's... So that's is Ken Barry. <laughs> Ken Barry's got a tap dance somewhere else now, too. Yeah, and, and he was up for the role of, of, of Floyd, you know, and, and he didn't get it. <laughs> oh, I thought he was uh, up for the role of uh, uh, the drunk. Goober? Goober? No, no the... the <laughs> <laughs> I forget I was Goober. Who was that? Who was Otis. this? Yes. Otis, yeah. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, they they they, they Otis is drunker him. cousin. <clears throat> Sorry. They fawn over him on on all the cable shows. How smart he is! He went to Oxford and everything like that. Who well, fucking he went to cares? Oxford. 
I know a lot of people went to Axford. Who cares? It? <laughs> sure. I mean, it, you, you know, know, seriously, he went to Oxford, but, you know. So what? Well, it all went over his head. Because he's nothing but a but a, 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 a huckleberry. He's a bobble-headed a Trump cultist now, so whatever he learned back then doesn't fucking matter anymore. It, so. It's like a sieve. It just leaked out of his brain. Yeah. So, uh, Michelle, uh, any quick thoughts on that before we wrap things up? Nope. I agree with Rain and Joe. <laughs> All right. Very good. Uh, but you disagree with Joe about Dracula's magic ring of power. So, ah, uh, yeah, I do. Unfortunately, <laughs> I love you, Joe. But that's okay. I'm so rude. <laughs> Seriously, enjoy your Wegmans, Joe. So <laughs> I love Wegmans. I'm pro Wegmans. No, I'm kind of. I, you know what? I, I think I'm sold on that idea for next year. Uh, we'll I think see. I can go get a turkey sub. <laughs> Well, there you go. There you go. With, oh, right after pep- sign off. Get some pepperoni on that bad boy, too, or salami. Um, peppers. Ooh, yeah. Or at least banana peppers. Uh, all right, let's uh, do parting shots right now. A good show tonight, everybody. Good mix of politics and turkeys and turkeys in politics. Uh, so <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Michelle, since you are a guest of honor tonight, thank you so much for coming on to, uh, uh, talk Turkey and talk about these other turkeys. Um, what do you have on the way out of the program? Well, I'm glad to, and just another quick tip for people. If, when, when you're roasting your turkey, seal it up as well as you can with the aluminum foil. And if you want it really, really moist, Put some uh, wine in the drippings pan oh, and other, yeah. other other liquids that you like the flavor of because that will steam up into the meat as it's cooking and true, keeps it from going too dry. That yeah. is a good, good, good tip there. Yes. Yeah, so if you if you don't like the booze, just put you know chicken stock, apple vegetable apple, stock, yeah, apple, apple juice. Or, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Whatever your favorite flavor, whatever your favorite flavor of liquid mm-hmm. is, you know, even just water. Oh yeah, water and put some olive oil, butter, whatever you want, and then that way, you know, you get some extra fats in there to, for your gravies as well. Well, so. as it cooks, the drippings will drip down into the water, and they will help yeah. air air to not, you know, they will help go into the steam and and come back up into the meat. It, it really yeah. works out nicely. Yeah, yep. uh, or water with garlic cloves. Don't use yeah. milk. Don't use milk. That'd be weird. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my tip. Unless happy it's holidays, milk. Everyone. Yes. Aww. Happy Thanksgiving. And uh, unless it's milk from Devin Nunez's cow, and then use that just just so <laughs> no, you get no, just so no, you get no sued. Cow, no. no cow. No cow. No. Just get just do it so he tries to sue you, and it'll fail. <sighs> His lawsuit will sound like this. Yeah. Uh, all right. Wow. All right, Rain, I could feel your parting shot coming in the air tonight. What is it? I don't have a parting shot. Try it. You might like it. I I try it. Um Say happy Thanksgiving for a starter. Yeah, well that's that's pretty easy. Happy yeah. Thanksgiving, everybody. I'll talk to you on Friday. For sure. Anything else? And 
I okay. You are really just wanting me to dig up shit. No, um, no, I don't want you to dig up shit. I just wonder if there's anything off the top of your head. Just go run. Uh, off the top of my head, make good food, have good times with friends, and fuck Donald Trump. And don't punch anybody. You might end up in jail. Uh, well, I can punch somebody. <laughs> I think I'd like to punch CNN because then I think then Devin Nunes be like, I want you on my team and then <laughs> okay <laughs> have fun at the uh th for your thanksgiving french dinner ah, the french. yes i yeah. cannot wait i cannot wait for that dinner and oh, i hope you me. have a a nice glass of pink champagne champagne yeah <laughs> all right joe what's your parting shot sir well first of all i think she should have chicken kiev mm. it is kiev Chicken Kiev. Or anyway. Are you in uh, Ukraine? No, the AP changed it. They changed it from Kiev to Kiev. They changed it from their style. Whatever. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but my parting shot is that, uh, first of all, I, I posted the uh, the zucchini casserole oh. recipe on uh, Weemi or Miwi or Weemi. Miwi. Miwi. <laughs> and and I turn up the night on Facebook. I did a screen cap. And, okay, so everybody will have an opportunity to do that. And, uh, you know, how don't you people get it? Now Trump is saying that the three war criminals who mm -hmm. he freed, he wants them now to campaign with him next year. Yes. What the hell? Oh, yes. my no, God. He and he those, wants them to address, right. get this, he wants them to address the Republican National Convention. Yes. Yes. So now, now it's official, murderers and thieves in the Republican National Convention. All right. Do or, you yeah. no yeah. decency? No, no, he doesn't. No, nope. that's the fascist party, Joe. My God. That's Wow. Wow. He's going to have them, he wants them on the podium with them campaigning, and he wants them to address the Republican National Convention. That's where they are. I don't even War have an audio criminals. clip for that. I don't even have an audio clip for that. War criminals who the... That's the, fucking the beyond. Who the Navy didn't want in their ranks. Yet he will let put them in, yeah. in front of an audience on national television... At the Republican National Convention that's next year. Joe's that. point. Oh God. But yeah, yeah but you know, that's where we are. You remember John you McCain, know? the Khan family. You know, uh, there who is, else? There is no depths he won't plumb. No, he, he he doesn't like he doesn't like people who get caught unless they're caught and pardoned by him. Well, I, I I agree with I, I agree uh, with I agree with Michelle on that, and I'm uh, hearing what Joe is saying, and and the. the uh, the biggest problem I have with this is that you've got a party who is more than willing to acquiesce to it. And because they're getting what they want. That's freaking Nazism. That's fascism. You know, uh, uh, you know on, on an upbeat dark? note, on an upbeat note, I heard that Trump was going to dig up the corpse of Ted Bundy and take that on the campaign trail next year uh, and uh, might, do might, a little puppet he show. Brine. He might brine. Do a little, do a little puppet show with Ted Bundy. No puppet. Put him in the no oven. Puppet. Anyway, I just said that 
Brian him, put you it did. in the oven. Oh, and Joe, real quick, what's going on on uh, the Tim Caramel show tonight? Uh, what's going on in the clown car? Uh, the clown car, we have the uh, the swinging, the Jungle Jim Jordan <laughs> School of Interrogation. Oh. Uh, you can... <laughs> You can attend, and I have some courses uh, we we outline that you can take. And if Sounds. you already were ripped off at the uh, Trump University, we'll take your credits. Yep. Oh. Wait, wait. Yep. Trump University? You mean... Uh, Trump University. Oh. Go pricks. Oh. That's it. All right. Uh, well, on that note, we gotta uh, go to. Uh, we gotta wrap up the show. Not go to the break. Wrap up the show. Thank you once Let's again, wrap. Michelle, for joining us on the program. It was a, a real treat. Looking forward to being yeah, on. Happy uh, Thanksgiving, Michelle and Miles. Yes. Thank you, you guys yes. too. Enjoy yeah, your Thanksgiving. And looking forward to hanging out with you on Mike Check Radio next Sunday. But uh, here we go. We're gonna wrap things up right now. Um, and Rain and Joe also have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you, and you too. Thank I'm you. sure it'll be a delicious Thanksgiving for you. I'll do my best. Yeah. It's no Wegmans, but hey. <laughs> That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. God is my witness. I thought turkeys can fly.